0: hello everyone
1: and welcome to episode 518 of conversation street we're talking about the episodes coronation street broadcast in the uk between the 11th and the 15th of april 2022 those are episodes to pass in 610
2: 10,650. Certainly is, Gemma. You're Gemma.
1: I'm Gemma, and I'm only slightly older than I was last week.
2: Me too, me too. I'm Michael. I'm younger than I no was last week, actually. We've been on holiday this week. I've rejuvenated. Have you? Yes. I've yes, just absolutely. got more tired. That's what you knackered. We mentioned this on the bonus podcast earlier this week. We've been in London this week, haven't we? We've been at my sister's flat. We've been cat sitting, which is obviously a lot of fun. Um, in about eight minutes' time, the cat's automatic food. Dispenser. dispenser thing is going to clatter a load of biscuits into the tray, so listen out for that. But it's been a good week. You had a nice week, yes, yes, I have. Um, what have done we done? A lot of what have, what have we done? We walk, and we saw. We went to see Big Ben yesterday, didn't we? Yes, In the it's new look, newly Big refurbished ben. glory, very very nice.
1: Yeah, with its new blue, blue looking. Yes, we went. Uh, we had um, Korean barbecue, didn't we? We
2: had loads of nice food. We went to a nice French restaurant last night. Yes, we um, went
1: to Zedel Z- Brasserie. Um, which is amazing you should go there yeah. we had a uh, roast dinner on Sunday didn't we yeah. um, we went to Dushum for, for breakfast on yeah. Monday Have you got um, I'll just say you've you, you got all this
2: written on your phone at the moment Brick Lane
1: <laughs> bagels <laughs> we um, we went to the Japan Centre
2: went to the cinema twice yep. it's just funny because we never go to the cinema and we ended up going twice this week we went to see Secrets of Dumbledore didn't we yes. not so good was my verdict we went to the IM- slightly disappointing.
1: We went to the BFI IMAX, which is the biggest cinema screen in the UK. Yeah,
2: well, that was quite cool, because we, when we were sitting there, um, at the beginning of it, a little man pops out of a door at the bottom, doesn't he's he? Like, and he's oh. like, hello, everybody, welcome to the BFI.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, that was quite quaint and charming, but... I didn't bother going back there again.
2: No, um, but yeah, I just I didn't think much of the film. I was a bit disappointed. I can I was a little bit disappointed by the second film in the series, but I'd heard that this one was better. I didn't enjoy. I thought it. As much. it.
1: The, I thought this, the third one was better than the second. You did. One. You
2: did. You liked it more than I did. And then we went to see Sonic the Hedgehog two yesterday as well. We
1: did. We and that was in uh, Leicester Square.
2: Yeah, we've been so busy. <sighs> we've just been busy and we're knackered. It's like really really tiring. And and we're we're still there. We're at the moment. It's
1: so tiring having fun.
2: We're in, we're in my sister's flat. We're in the front room there's probably going to be traffic going past all evening but never mind you don't care do you? you don't care about that now as a special holiday treat I've given Gemma a week off of doing a quiz this week. Why? Well, she is she that gave, what happened? well, she gave herself a week off of I doing. I said, a quiz. well, "I'm on
1: holiday, I'm not doing it." And you don't understand what that means, do you? So you did it yourself. I
2: did do the quiz myself. I thought I'd give you a holiday treat, and, and um, it's not a treat. And oh, and, and, here, and here's here's a, here's a quiz, Gemma. So um, this is a quiz on on things that happened in multiples of five years ago. I
1: don't know I'm between the 11th and the
2: this. 15th of April. I don't
1: agree to do this.
2: It's tough, I've done it now, so um, you better get a full marks. Answer. otherwise you'll just be um, hideously embarrassed. I'm Question. not going to be embarrassed,
1: because I never said I was any good at this. You'll be, you'll
2: be angry. What's my
1: job? My job on the show is, I don't know, to stop you, point out when you said something hideously offensive, so we can edit it out later. Yeah. Um, and to... To moan about things Not to answer (laughs) questions About things that happened In multiples of five years ago
2: Well I want to see What my quiz making skills Are like this week Because I've already been complimented On my quiz answering skills My quiz answering skills Kel Allen Who we spoke to earlier this week For the podcast Said she listened to last week And thought I did a really good job When actually I did a pretty Rubbish job last week But thanks anyway Kel Yeah
0: yeah Has everybody
2: listened to that yet It's totally good She's lovely isn't she We spoke for about 50 minutes or so And there's a YouTube version of it Amazing So take your pick everybody Right Gemma we, we better not beat about the bush anymore this first question is about what happened um, 60 years ago on the 11th of April 1962 and this, this is a you've got a 50-50 chance on this one Gemma when Harry Hewitt and Len Fairclough get into a fight after Len insults Conceptor which of the two men win Len it is no, it is Harry.
1: No, I think you've. I think you've Harry the won the fight. Wrong.
2: Sorry, sorry, incorrect. Right, <laughs> just whizzing this ahead. Is just
1: revenge, isn't it?
2: The twenty years ago, on the twelfth of April, two thousand and two. Now listen carefully to this one. <laughs> okay. Um, Charlie Ramsden, mm-hmm. remember that classic character, is suspended from teaching at Weatherfield Comp after which fellow teacher reports her for being drunk.
1: Ken Barlow. Yes, well done. Good.
2: Another teacher, Ken Barlow. Good. Niche. right. you got, you got one out of two so far. Good job, Thank good you. job. Yeah. Now, on the same episode, that also okay. saw the debut appearance of another troublesome teen who later went on to be um, framed for Maxine's murder by Richard Hillman. So which oh. teenager made his debut yeah. appearance on the 12th of April 2002, Gemma? Uh,
1: I don't know his name. It's probably Barnaby McGullough. No. Um... Timothy shama lama He
2: shares a first name with uh, one of the Connor clan.
1: Andy Peters.
2: <laughs> we'll talk more about Andy Peters later on um, in the podcast, I'm sure, because he's been in the Corrie News this week. Aidan Critchley. Oh, I was
1: going to say Ted Baker. Aiden
2: Critchley. Okay, so one out of three. I thought you might get that one. Okay. I don't know
1: people's names. I don't know why you
2: know this do. You'll know this one. 13th of April, 1987. So this is, what, um, 35 years ago or so. Roughly, exactly. A character discovers that it is he and not his Australian cousin, (gasps) that's right, who has become the father of a newly born child. Who is this father and who is the child?
1: Um, It's Krypton Factor, Brian Tilsley. Yes,
2: yes, and the child?
1: The child is the firstborn, Nick. It is not Nick,
2: it's Sarah Louise.
1: Oh, God i am I allowed
2: to say that oh you said it now Sorry, right. you're on holiday Gemma. Sarah That's so fine. I meant
1: that one you meant
2: Sarah didn't I got you?
1: confused Sarah and um, Nick very similar in appearance right
2: you will absolutely 100% definitely get this okay, one. Right 14th of April 1997 we are going back 25 years now for this question when? and who 14th of April 1997 okay. now, I have mentioned this event to you earlier on this week who gives an impromptu and insensitive tribute speech at Derek Wilton's funeral.
1: Norris Cole. Yes, well done. Congratulations. It was Norris. That was a good episode, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, the Mavis, Mavis kicked him in the balls.
2: Right. <laughs> You're just going to town with all your balls taught now, aren't you?
1: Wow, yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, Um, this one's going to be a guessing question. This is a this is thing that no, happened... No, not
1: if I know the answer.
2: This happened 110 years ago. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, yeah, I know the answer.
2: 15th of April, yep. 1912. Now let's see how you know your history. Titanic. Ina Sharple's brother <laughs> is feared dead... After the news of which historic disaster reaches yep. Weatherfield? Thank you.
1: It's the Titanic. It's sinking. Did you know? that? I know 1912 was in April was when the Titanic sank. Well Thank so you. Well done.
2: You got and your local knowledge question right. Well done. I told you I didn't need to guess. Final question. I was really
1: impressed with that.
2: Final question. <laughs> this is 30 years ago. This is the 15th of April, yep. 1992. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to ask me how long it was ago. No. Okay.
2: Ted Sullivan. Ask. Breaks the news Dead. to Rita that he is dying of an inoperable brain. T- oh, no, I just came with right. <laughs> an inoperable brain tumor. But where is this oh, okay. tumor? It's in his <laughs> frontal
0: lobe. <load. laughs> it's in his it. prefrontal cortex.
2: Oh, this is why I'm not the quiz master. I so failed. So I, I got that right because it
1: was his prefrontal cortex. Well, uh, I remember. Do you? Yeah.
2: I, I will give that one to you. Well <laughs> done. you got Yay! I think 100% of the questions got, right there, Joe. I got I've
1: got 87.2% of those.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed doing that. I liked I like being the question maybe you asker. Can do for no because that is your job. Oh. Next yeah.
1: week. Well, I'm did I'm you sure. enjoy
2: how did you find being the the quizy?
1: I found it Fantastic. Was it
2: a bit tense? It, no, bit um, I, I
1: wasn't worried because I don't have any reputation to live up to. Did
2: you feel proud of yourself for knowing Brian Hillsley? Yeah. And
1: I know I know names. What
2: else did you get right? <laughs> the Titanic know. question um, and Ken Barlow as a I want to also
1: can I get marks please for not criticising your questions at any point? They were no.
2: Well, why would you? They were awesome questions. Right. Okay. Were they general grade questions?
1: Um, y- yes.
2: Thank you very much. How did you do at home, Oh, you listeners? want me to
1: score your quiz? Okay, you get 10 out of 10. <laughs>
2: Amazing. Thank you so much.
1: There we go. Oh, There's yeah, there, the, there we go. There's food. the cat.
2: Oh, we. I just realised we haven't got the birthdays. Oh, do you, you want didn't, to... do birthdays? I didn't do birthdays? No, I forgot. You said How you weren't going to do the, you? the quiz. Right, you, you just fill this time, okay. Gemma, and I will very quickly leave. The cat's
1: name is... What's the cat's name? Fig. Fig, oh, yeah, I forgot. The What's the date tomorrow? Fig. 16. And she's enjoying a delicious meal of... Horrible little I never
2: edited the podcast, so biscuits. this is all staying And I'm t- absolutely knackered. My
1: feet are killing Jenner me. Gemma
2: is knackered. Okay, right. 16th of April. <laughs> so starting tomorrow, we have got birthdays for... It might
1: be nobody.
2: Betty Hardy, who played Clara Midgley. No, Anita Carey, who played Joyce Smedley. Oh, uh,
1: Joyce,
2: yeah. Yeah, no worries. She got run down by a car. Then we've got the 17th. That is Sunday birthday, for those of you who are still counting. This is going to be the best podcast ever this week, I, I can tell. I I'm thrilled. Um, we have got... Gordon Rawlings, who played Charlie Moffat, born in 1926. Oh, oh and Paula Lane, <gasps> Paul 1986. Alain, also 1926. Played... No, 1986. Kylie Platt was born there on the 17th. Right, moving it on wasn't to the Kylie 18th. was Kylie
1: Platt, it was the woman who portrayed her in television.
2: Yes. 18th of April. Oh, this is a good one. Eric Spear was born on that day. Eric
1: Spear, the composer of the theme exactly. tune. Yeah, you absolutely right. And he sings the theme tune as well. Yeah. If you ask <laughs> nice, him gets
2: drunk he has got lyrics to it. Yeah. And 1908 he was born. 1935, director David Cunliffe was born. And Yay. we have also got a birthday for Kenneth Farrington, who played Billy Walker. Wow. Um, I
1: wonder what they asked for, for their I birthdays. That's, that's,
2: I don't know. 19th of April, we are moving on to what day now is this? Monday i lost you track. Get Eric Spir- I don't know when birthday. to I don't know when to stop. Can you figure out when next Friday's day is? We've got 1915, William Moore, who played Cyril Turpin, was born on that day. And Susie Blake in 1950 who played Bevan when We saw her on the Telly the other day, didn't she? She She's was on, on the ITV she was program. In the corner, just doing... No, she was not. Twentieth oh. of April coming up. It's alright, you can skip to the next bit if you want, just check the timestamp, everybody. We have got um, no birthdays. That's no tragic. No Twenty-first of April. Twenty-first of April. We have got Oh, Bav's birthday, nineteen ninety four. Bavna Limbachia was born. Hooray! She played Rana Nazir. And twenty-second so of April, that's stop me on I reach Friday. One. What? Twenty-second of April? Yeah. And we have got Ah, talk of the devil. I- Ivan Beavis who played Harry Hewitt was born on this day in 1926 and he won and that's it that's, that's right. it everybody happy birthday to all those lovely curry fans <laughs> and this is why we usually normally do... prepare more we normally are more prepared but we're, it's fine the rest We've of the been, podcast is going fun. to be amazing yeah, it's been yeah. a whole, on, you, you won't be good just that were you we, yeah. the rest of the episode is going to be amazing hard, I promise absolutely yes there was another done. good curry week so this week so um, let's talk about this week's curry, okay, shall we we'll do that yeah Right, it's time for Street Talk this week. Uh, another good week on curry, I thought, this week. I yeah.
1: spit on your grave.
2: i rude. I'm very, how very dare you. I thought that was good. I, I, that was a good grave spitting moment. Yeah, it I'd, was. I, I, Although
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone for the, such a wide spray. I would have gone for a more concentrated globule.
2: Yeah, it fact
1: Like a big phlegmy splat right onto the... Onto the
2: little yeah, he should have had a bit plaque. of practice, shouldn't he? Really?
1: Well, he should, maybe he practiced too much and he's run out of spit by the got
2: there. <laughs> Not talking about that story first, oh, Gemma. Okay. We have got the Happy Babby Baby story. That was a oh, that was a massive takeover so, of this it wasn't it? It's all kicking off. It is kicking off a little bit. I'm still I'm still enjoying it, <laughs> but I'm finding it like. Yeah, a little bit tense, a little bit grubby and yeah. I'm finding it like, oh I, I do I whose side am I on Nobody's here? Am I co- on anybody's side?
1: Nobody's covering themselves in glory, are
2: they? Not really. I don't a know whether anybody's really coming out of it. Roy Roy did a good job with Abby today, I have to say, but yeah, between Abby and Imran and Toya, I don't I I'm still on the fence a little bit on that one with who I'm gonna be um who I'm gonna be cheering for. But um, we'll see as we talk about it. So we'll do that story first, then we got the, um, the the Kelly storyline. Kelly Reeland, we call it this oh, week, because she's reeling one. from Kelly her parents' Reeland. death. Yeah.
1: Oh, that angel.
2: I know, I know. Um, we've also got All Alone. Because oh. of All Across poor All Across uh, Well,
1: Her
2: husband's only gone and dumped her.
1: Not just All Alone for poor All Across whose <laughs> husband's absolutely <laughs> sick and tired of her... Um, working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, clearly. But also, all alone, poor Daisy, who has suddenly realised that being the other half of a teacher is not all fun and games and Easter holidays. Well,
2: especially when your other half, who is a teacher, is also the general dog's body of the school. And when we've joked about the fact that it seems that Weatherfield High has only got two members of staff working at it at the moment. And um, I think the more and more we see it, uh, the more true that actually is the amount oh, of God. extracurricular stuff that Daniel's been involved with in this past six months never never mind though um next up we have got the Feifei, not in a family way story which she's not pregnant is she and also the weird kirk boxing stuff I was just, oh, what, what. What was that all about, everybody? The boxer, Anybody you like to know? Anyone get any idea about what was going on with Kirk and Mr. Geronimo? Please write in and tell me, because I haven't got a clue. Um, we then had some more of the summer burnout, and oh yes, Gemma, we had a little bit of it on Monday. The thrill of the chess, still just as thrilling as ever. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand over to you. Oh, are you? Yes. What a thrill for me to to talk about the Happy babby Baby Baby. <gasps> oh, I hope you got a lot dear. of puff with you. No, I don't. Hope you're not feeling too tired after our week. <laughs> Because there's a lot to cover.
1: I feel hollow inside. Monday. On Monday, Adam shows up at work. Michael's just, just... collapsed back onto the sofa. Yeah, my eyes are closed now. <laughs> just, just give me a you prod gonna... if you
2: want to make me to if you want me to have some kind of witty comeback. You're
1: retiring. You're retiring from the podcast so early, Michael. <laughs> okay, right,
2: go on, go on. On I'll Monday,
1: Adam shows up at work and he has a bit of a go at Imran for using it as a dos house because he's been kicked out because he and Toya are no more. Alas. Also, it seems, at the beginning of the week. Um, Adam tells Imran he's sorry for what he's going through. That's very nice of him, isn't it? Toya, Leanne and Elsie are in the bistro and Toya is telling her how difficult it is. Oh
2: yes, because it's Elsie's be... last day. I
1: know. she's Here she is again, giving up another child that she loves. Poor woman. There is not a lot of sympathy <laughs> on the street. For Toya.
2: Toya was trending tonight on Twitter wasn't she Not all in a good way there's
1: never any if you ever feel like it might be alright you know like it's okay humanity can make it we'll be okay everything's fine we love each other really and that's the most important thing like if you've watched a Disney film and you're coming out of it with a misplaced sense of optimism about the fate of mankind just go on Twitter and just go to the recent for any any hashtag at all any hashtag you want, and just see the cesspit of, of misery and moaning, and uh, you'll realise that we're all doomed, and yeah. we we'll probably deserve but it. Was, it. Uh,
2: it was definitely uh, Miss Battersby who was in the firing line this evening.
1: I'm, I, the whiplash of, of the consensus is just baffling to me, because well, not that long ago, everybody was hating Abby and I saying that she still was a are. scumbag. I
2: think they still so are. So what is it,
1: the battle of the bitches? I don't... It seems like nobody, like, it, the, Imran's skating by on his good looks, right? And Abby and, Abby and Toya are just being slated for the, the vile uh, crime of wanting a child as a woman, as though it's some kind of outlandish desire.
2: I know, Imran, and- Imran is getting off of this so, so lightly, even though he's clearly, clearly the most dodgy underhand one of them all at the moment. Did you see the look at the end of tonight's episode, everybody? He's a monster.
1: He's a monster, yes. Now, this might tie into something that we later like discuss in the news about male and female soap characters, but I'm not going to get into that oh,
2: yes. quite yet. I thought you might have something to talk about about this. Okay, the soap awards. <laughs>
1: okay, so um, poor old Toya giving <laughs> Elsie back, or you know, maybe she's a bitch. Who can say? Imran catches up with Toya in Victoria Street, um, and he's he knows that it's time for Elsie to go, and he wants to know if she, he should be there as well. And she's like, "Nope, it's all your fault." course you're not going to be there. Lou comes to pick Elsie up. That's pretty
2: harsh, really, isn't it? Like, you've had your chance to say goodbye, Imran.
1: <sighs> I mean, I'm i am pe- I'm a petty bitch, so Toya <laughs> and I... You're i totally would. To- I would, yeah. This is why I shouldn't be allowed to be in charge of anything. Lou comes to pick up Elsie. Toya says a very sad goodbye, and she tells her to be good, be brave, and be happy. Now, that is a good- that's better than live, love, laugh, life, live, living at large. What is it? Live life lo- what live laugh love
2: eat sleep repeat
1: <laughs> eat pray love <laughs> those are pretty good words to live by i might get them written in fancy script above the bed oh yeah and then with a little a th- little thing in block capitals says, toy Batsby, 2022 <laughs> um, original quote <laughs> yes be good be brave be happy she might have said that she might not have done that's what you've written down.
0: yes she did, the car pulls
1: away Toya is in tears, she just covers her, I remember this, she covers her face with her hands, oh, how could you, how could you say horrible things about her on Twitter, I don't know. She heads over to the bistro to see Leanne and she has a large glass of red
2: oh yes she gets drunk on monday doesn't she so that's brilliant
1: go. this this goes to show you that i was i was watching when i was watching this especially today on friday i was thinking this is a bit of a class conflict isn't it here i know that toya is comes from rough stock but she's definitely middle class and we got that vibe from the it well from the contrasting beverages of choice for the stressed mother to be you got toya <laughs> with a large glass of red in the bistro and you've got um, Abby trying to down a cider. a cider in a, back, in a back in a flat above a precinct and so you're,
2: you're more of a cider drinker yourself aren't you but I definitely you, you have am. it out of a bottle not of a can
1: I tell you what sometimes when I'm feeling particularly fancy I drink it out of a French cider bowl that I bought from Normandy <laughs> so do I get points for that or am I just common <laughs> who can tell um, Toya tells Leanne about how she thought Imran was her perfect man and I will say Tonight, he looked very good in green. I don't know what that colour was. Is it Kelly green? Whatever it is, try to Take note. That is a very good colour on you. I continue. Leanne promises...
2: just under a spell like every other woman on this planet, Gemma.
1: <laughs> um, Leanne promises... He's just
2: tall with a beard. Come on.
1: It's the eyelashes, Michael. They remind me of a camel. Uh, Leanne promises that she'll get through this and Toya says that Imran has destroyed her life and she's going to tell him so she marches off to the office to confront him but finds Adam there instead because Imran is at the hospital and Adam sees that she's upset and offers to make her some tea. Leanne sees Imran in the street and says (laughs) Toya's on a rampage she's coming to get you um, and he gets excited because it reminds him of Big Brother when uh, Davina McCall comes to get you. But it's not quite as exciting as having one Big Brother, is it?
2: Yeah, it's also like that because, please do not swear. Because yeah, you're live. You're
1: live on ITV3. itv oh, sorry. No, ITV. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, where am I? You've um, moved the thing. I have
2: moved things down. You're, you're, you're here in the notes. Toya okay, bemoans right. her lack of children.
1: And before you can say veggie lasagna... Oh
2: yes, she's snogging Adam, isn't she? This was
1: so weird. I honestly think. My my mind
2: has gone fairly blank with this week's coronation street. It's like I'm watching it all again for the first time.
1: Um I feel like this was the writer's way of saying, if you want to hate her, here you go. Here's your here's your chance, here's the in. This is how we're going to smear this character. I mean I don't know, this seemed this is one of those things that a character does where I just pretend it didn't happen because So do I. so out of character and so it's inconvenient for my like of them, that's why I'm going to pretend out of character. that it never happened. But it's
2: also, it also made me a bit sick this week that she, she gets uh, dumped or she does a dumping or whatever to her boyfriend. And then the next, the next guy that appears on the scene, she's got her tongue down his throat Meanwhile, over the road, Mrs. Crawshaw, exactly the same thing. She's been married to Mr. Crawshaw for who knows how long, split up, and then, oh, hello, Daniel, do you want to open a bottle of wine? It's, it's a it's bit a... sad that it seems like with these two supposedly strong women, their first reaction to, you know, being out of a relationship is to drop the jaws for the most convenient, the placed bloke on the street. See, so, you know, I
1: think you're saying it like that, but actually what I think this is a, di- a very deep-rooted... Um, concern of yours that were we to split up, I would just go to the nearest bloke.
2: No, I'm just concerned that nobody's ever tried to snog me when they've dumped their boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> I'd obviously push them away, but I'd be appreciative of the, you of the chance. You
1: sought some attention. That's okay, we can arrange that.
2: No, one. honestly, don't you think it was a bit silly that we had two characters yeah, do, this yeah. week that had both that same reaction? Come on, ladies. do You don't need no man. Toya said herself on um, uh, this week's episode, she doesn't need no big strong man to save you her. You don't.
1: You just need to get you need to get yourself a couple of cans of gin and a tin, go down to the cinema and watch Mamma Mia with your mates, and that's all you need to get over a bloke, isn't that right, ladies? Get over a
2: I think Toya's going to have to go and see Sonic Two.
1: Um, I would say, and this is I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, there was chess in that as well, and I couldn't believe it. Like in the, first, it the first 10 minutes I was nearly left. I was like, "This is, is the universe telling me something? Maybe if I take up chess, it'll turn out I'm actually a genius at it.
0: Can it you become the chess express to ruin you your day. Can you become a, a
1: grandmaster at the age of nearly 40, having never played chess before in your life? Yeah. Let me know. Write in, conversationstreet at gmail.com.
0: So anyway,
1: Imran walks in right in the middle of, of, of Toya does. giving Adam a good old snog, and Adam's like, "Whoa, I'm." The other thing I want to say about this is it had absolutely no consequences whatsoever. It was so stupid. I
2: did find that quite refreshing because on Wednesday's episode, Sarah has a little well, chat we'll with Adam. Well, we she? it. Yeah, she.
1: it was bizarre. It was like somebody got bet fifty quid that they could make Georgia Taylor snog Sam Robertson.
2: I, if, I think Georgia's been having a bit of a word with the scriptwriter. Well, writer, who to be knows honest. whose idea it was? Because I think.
1: <laughs> could have been either way (laughs) could not it so Toya's mortified um she says that Imran's broken her heart and he cannot make things right and he says he can and he loves her Leanne sees Abby in the shop and gives her both barrels for sleeping with Imran meanwhile the discussion is still going and uh Toya is not making it easy for Imran and she tells him there's no way that she's taken him back and she says (laughs) how long
2: does this last Toya
1: so you have a child you have a child in Ran and he has a mum, and it's not me. Kelly's in Victoria Gardens.
2: That's right, we're on to the Kelly storyline, everybody. A little blip now. Here. No, 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 this is there on purpose. Oh, it's, it's mixed the morphine in. bottle, I'm it's sorry, a kale okay. that she was chugging on, on Monday. Yeah,
1: just a little blip that's what I mean. It's yeah. a little blipping in and out. Kelly's in Victoria Gardens, she's got a bottle of medicine which was Laura's morphine, and Abby sees her. It's morphine
2: time, <laughs> it's
1: mighty morphine time. <laughs> so she. Obviously, we've seen Kelly dabble a bit with substance abuse every now and Once then. Once or twice. Um, but if you want a smackhead, you want Abby. Abby shows up, and but she stops her from taking it. What a killjoy! She's not the answer. Trust me, I've been there. She tells her the pain of losing her mum will ease itself over time. And uh, Kelly tells her about everything to do with not being there
2: We saw it last had week. Had
1: um, Abby crawled over
2: a corpse and everything. Did you not see?
1: <laughs> Abby delivers. She's like a cat trying to make herself comfortable, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> um, Abby delivers Kelly back to the flat and tells Gary about the morphine. And Gary tells Kelly off and she says, look, I miss my parents more than I thought I would. Okay, and Gary reminds her a little bit into the other that story she's line part of point. the story now. Then we end up with Abby crying over some photos on her phone of Seb and the twins. And she's got the morphine she's got the morphine bottle what is she going to do
2: chug chug chug
1: no don't do that it's very naughty on wednesday imran and abby are with alfie in the hospital abby's very tired she didn't get very much sleep and imran tells her they found a place to live that maybe she and alfie could move in with him he just needs a he just needs a woman doesn't he He's very much like we. So, Abby,
2: I hear you're quite good at pant washing.
1: Yes, and you don't <laughs> like vegetable lasagna. Tell me more. Do you think he's ready to upgrade to cottage pie? <laughs> um, uh, she want, He wants to help look after his son once this is all over. But um, she's like, no, I don't need your help. Thanks very much. Toy's got regrets over last night. She's got a massive hangover. Um, she's at work. And Sarah's like, hmm can you come and have a word with me um with toya i i hear something happened and she i was expecting this to be a fake out where toya thought that she was going to talk to her about kissing adam but actually she's talking about something else and then toya like tells her inadvertently but actually sarah knew and she was like yeah don't do that again but i don't really mind because my husband's a big Man
2: She has learned from the experience with Adam, and and uh, what's her face, Lydia hasn't she? Well, yeah, she's just, just
1: like my husband's just can a big chunk because
2: he loves me. I don't That's mind. Fine. I don't mind if
1: bereaved women take a, a peck at him every now and then. I'm secure in this relationship. I don't know
2: what I'd be more mortified about if I was toy if snogging my boss's um, husband or just Sarah Louise being my boss. And being all patronising. <sighs> yeah, to Sarah me. Louise
1: being like, Don't worry, you're no threat to me. I'm like, excuse me, I know I know how to use
2: ai a don't I couldn't I couldn't work for Sarah Louise. If I, I couldn't I was either, I know. <laughs> I know. My my superior intellect, me as Toya, that is just couldn't allow for it. No, exactly. Well, Everybody can see that Sarah is like don't know what she's doing, didn't they ask for her elbow at that place? Well it's she's not sewing elbow pads instead of pants.
1: Why not? Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sarah kind of f- finds it a bit funny, really, and she's been very reasonable and says, "You should go easy on yourself." And I'm here to talk if you need, if you need me. Ugh. Um, Imran no, finds thanks. Kelly outside the tram stop and apologises to her for not being around much recently. He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. We were. You're also your foster." Parents. it's like they're just go flitting from child to child like they think it's some kind of speed dating thing but for kids
2: <laughs> that sounds so dodgy <laughs>
1: well it's, you know what I mean it's like nope nope uh, a nope. bit of this
2: one a bit of that one
1: Kelly nope too much drugs Elsie nope don't talk enough Alfie okay but he's in hospital so have you got any others have you got mm. any other kids so um he apologises. She's fine with it. The good she... thing about
2: Alfie being at the hospital is there's probably like a costure at Weatherfield Hospital as well. Another one down Victoria Street is oh, yeah. closed down. Probably it's probably like very convenient. after some
1: Disgustingly sickly, weird novelty drinks that nobody wanted.
2: Like, what well, is it? It's, it's hot, hot cross bun latte at the moment at costs. Well,
1: at least that's not as bad
2: as. Uh, Starbucks. Oh, what's Starbucks doing for their summer drink this year? Sorry. Orange and vanilla. Forget me not Frappuccino. What the hell is that? What the why hell is why that? do you want an orange Frappuccino? you people I, every year I look forward to finding out what Starbucks I don't know why new summer frappuccino is going to be disappointing They're this like year.
1: every year we we could think of something good and it runs out what should we do this year, I know what let's make something so <laughs> that dis- disgusting true. that nobody wants to that's order
2: that's very it. very true, you usually I only get one or two goes of it before it's like nationwide shortage on Dolce Deleccio or whatever anyway, I digress so
1: she, um, she then uh, Kelly brings up that Abby saved her from doing herself a mischief with the morphine. And Imran's like, oh my goodness, looks very suspicious. What's going on here?
2: Oh yeah, he gets a long suspicious face, doesn't he, while the theme music plays with the adverts
1: there. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I am suspicious now. What's happening next? What Imran... Goes round to Abby's flat on the pretense of wanting a copy of the birth certificate so you can add Alfie to his health insurance. I bet he's on Booper. What a pretentious ass. <laughs> she goes off looking for it. But actually it was all a distraction because he's raiding the flat for the morphine. Abby comes back.
2: If if I had a factory roof drop on my sister, I'd probably go for booper as well. Just to be on the safe side. Also a waste
1: of time if a bloody factory's gonna land on your head. Booper's not gonna help you, is it? <laughs> so um, she comes back and he talks to her about Kelly and asks her outright, what did you do with the morphine bottle? And she says, I chucked it in the bin in Victoria Street. And then he's like, well, what is this then? This is an empty bottle I found in your bin and you've been using again. And she says, no, I poured it away. I wouldn't have taken it. Alfie needs me. And, um, he presses her a bit, but then says he believes her, but he costs Toya as he, as she leaves the factory later, from a hard day's work doing God knows what and tells her that Abby's back on the drugs and he's going to apply for sole custody And I was like, I don't even care what you're me for. And he says, I want you by my side. You, me and Alfie. Like some kind of weird, I don't know, evil family. Like, like a rival family They're from a evil. Disney film. They're lovely.
2: No. But um, dysfunctional. Aren't the we all.
1: they go back to the flat and she is not making it easy for him he grovels he says that alfie's best shot a child could um make her complete and she says look i don't need a big strong man to help me and i don't need a child to make me complete and she says without a child you think i'm half a woman you can't buy me with a baby he's your child and man he'll never be mine and um he says look this is what we wanted I don't know, if I was him, out we'd be like, look, you didn't care that Elsie wasn't your kid. What are you bringing this up for now? What do you want? A clone? <laughs> um, he says, we always knew that we wouldn't have a child biologically. Whatever happens, Alfie's going to be part of my life, and I want you to be part of it too. And I love you. And she tells him to leave, but when he does, she cries again. Not a good day. Toya heads to the beach, hey she, she
2: wants a Weatherfield Waterworks Award. He wants the new British Soap Award Best Family Award. I think that's his... That's he's really like, is He's like, I've heard of a new here. category.
1: Toya, you've got to listen to me. There's a new category called Best Family, okay? And I've heard that they don't think that a couple is a family, which I think is rude, personally. So we've got to get a baby. Now, we had Elsie, she's gone. We had Kelly, she's gone. El- Alfie could be my only shot. <laughs> Toya heads to the bistro, gets the Anne up to speed with m proposal. He's
2: going to be coming down for Best Villain if he's not careful.
1: Ooh! Leanne can see Toya's actually starting to come round to the idea, and she's very down on this. She does not think this is a good idea. Um, Toya's like, no, it could work. It, just look at you and Sam, for one thing, and Simon. Well, I'm gonna think about in it. In fact,
2: who is who is related to their child in the street? Pretty much nobody.
1: Leanne says this will never work. You're always gonna look into his eyes and see Abby. So then Toya goes to see Alfie. I guess she's trying to gaze into his eyes to see if she can see Abby in there. Oh
2: yeah, she gets in and has a sit with him in the hospital, doesn't she? And then the nurse is like, how's mother and baby doing? Like she's managed to sneak in there pretending to be Abby or something. Yeah. <laughs> the nurse is like, denied. I'm face don't blind. Don't ask questions there.
1: I'm face blind, but somehow in charge of the neonatal unit. <laughs> Abby goes to see Imran with proof that she's clean. She's had a drugs test yesterday um, and she has to have one every week. And he says, you could have taken this before you got the morphine. That's a load of rubbish. I don't believe it. And she storms off like, what, what more can I do? What more can I do? Imran goes back to the flat, updates Toya on Abby. He says that she cannot be trusted. And she says, let's do it. Let's let's take um, Alfie. Let's get back together. He sweeps her in for a hug and says, you're not going to regret this. I love you. And Toya says, I love you too. <laughs>
2: It's like, it's like, it's what I always wanted, but Well, it's this not. is,
1: this is exactly like the monkey's paw, isn't it? Where you wish, you make a wish. yeah, And then you get what exactly you never wanted. This is,
2: this is total monkey paw, this yeah. is. Yeah,
1: this is what that story should be called.
2: I, I'd already been trying to, in in my brain, kind of wean myself off the idea of Battersby forever. And now they're just dangling this in yeah. front of me when I know it's not going to work. It's cruel,
1: work. isn't it? It's like the mirror of Erised in Harry Potter or whatever it is. Where you look inside of it and you see what you really want. And you spend all your time gazing into the mirror and seeing what you want. That you miss out on your real life, Michael. This mm. is real life right now, what we're <laughs> doing. Okay, we can't just be caught up in what Toya and Imran are doing the whole time. Okay. Except when we're doing a podcast about them.
2: It's our job. Friday. On Friday. Toya's today.
1: had difficulty sleeping, wondering what they're going to tell Abby. She's She's got an attack of the conscience. And again, this, mm. is, this is annoying to me because Toya and Abby are just being judged completely on... Like the 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 effects that their actions are going to have on the other person, but no nobody seems to judge Imran for it. It's like he can do what, whatever he wants. The fact that he has no conscience about conscience about it seems to kind of work in his favour because he's not bothered about it. So nobody on Twitter cares that he's a dirty dog. I've seen like one or two comments going, oh, he's vile and horrible. And everything. everyone else is like, oh, Toya, she's so mean. What, because she's actually thinking about these things, but she's doing it anyway. What's I worse? This, I guess that's a philosophical question, isn't it? What's worse? Knowing that, that your actions are going to lead to bad things and doing it anyway, or not even thinking about it at all. But the thing is, though, I do genuinely believe that Toya thinks that he, she's doing it for Alfie's good, but I also believe that both Toya and Imran know that they're kidding themselves about how about whether Abby's really doing drugs or not. I think it's a mm. convenient thing for them to believe, yeah. but I think that they're both quite aware mm. that perhaps it's not necessarily true. Totally. But, I'm going to add again, as a soap viewer, I know it's just a matter of time before <laughs> before Abby goes back on the drugs... <laughs> Maybe when we get a new producer. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows when her next relapse will be? When the ratings start to dip, I guess. (laughs) Um, So, on Friday, Toy's had difficulty sleeping, wondering what they're going to say to Abby. It's going to be very difficult. But, um, you know, she's also saying, it's not going to be permanent, we're just going to look after him. Uh, Abby can be as big a part of Alfie's life as she wants. Um... Imran's like this is brilliant I don't care about all these difficult details but then he Ima's says just
2: like la 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 I'm going to have Alfie and toys. Is, this is clearly eating her up isn't yeah. it she's well, looking she so on edge and nervous about the whole thing
1: she's genuinely concerned about what this will do to Abby and she knows it's probably not the right thing mm. but again I also feel I understand that there's definitely a bond between mother and child and I think um, that's kind of irreplaceable but I also think that Dad's getting getting a bit of a, a short shrift here, I think Imran on paper, Imran's just a better option, isn't he for Alfie to raise him yeah than, than clearly has everybody forgotten like i'm I'm Team Abby, like hundred percent, but I also think that Toya and Imran are a better um they... fit for parenting. I mean he's going to know the difference between Penne and Rigatoni. Would it would would Abby better teach him that? Would she better teach him what's the difference between a fish fork and a dessert fork? I don't think so.
2: The trouble is, like, <laughs> uh, you look at Abby and you think, well, clearly that's not a stable um, family life to raise a kid. But actually, it, it, she, she she is seeming to do, be doing everything right at the moment, isn't she? she? Is Whereas at the moment, yeah. if you look at the the you know the house of sand that Imran and yeah. Toya are living in at the moment, they're not stable whatsoever.
1: It's difficult, isn't it? It really is, like...
2: she, When he was going off to his bookshop or whatever at the beginning of today's episode, she was so suspicious of him, wasn't she? She yeah. was like, that sounds where like the going? sort of thing you'd be saying lying. if you were lying. And yeah. So she she can't trust him forever. She's going to be constantly yeah, looking over true. her shoulder and wondering, uh, what's he up to? It's who's a real sleeping, dilemma, honestly.
1: And, but, you know, from, from the very practical standpoint of two parents versus one, being a single parent is very hard. mm Um, The best solution, of course, is that everybody makes friends with each other and co-parents together in a happy harmony. But I don't think that that's an option the writers are going to be looking into. No. So, meanwhile... Oh, no. Yeah. uh, They're talking about what they're going to do. And Imran's like, yes, well, I've got to go, actually. I've got some work to do. I know it's Easter Friday or whatever today is. Good Friday. It's good Friday. Um, But I've got stuff to do for Adam. And she's like, I don't believe you. That's the sort of thing you'd lie about. Where are you often it's like I'm going to a bookshop that's got a cat in it, so you've got to let me go. Which of course nobody would lie about a bookshop with a cat in it. So Toya's like, oh, "All right, okay. If you're going to let the cat sit in your lap, I understand."
2: Does it, it seem at all odd to you that there was a funeral going on on Good Friday? Did they think that Rick Nealon was Jesus, and if they bury him today, he's going to be coming back next episode? That's the only. Well, I always thought I have you thought couldn't that the have churches maybe busy. I don't know Quite an important they get, day take in the Christian any money calendar. Good Friday.
1: Um, maybe it's the only way they could guarantee at least one person extra turns up for the funeral.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway.
1: Meanwhile, Kevin's sorting out Ken's car. I don't know what this was about. Ken's car. Daniel's <laughs> put window washer in the brake, brake fluid hole again. Easy mistake
2: to make, that's all I'm going to say.
1: She um, asks him, who's she? Abby, Abby says, "All right, I'm going to go back to work. Is that okay? I need the money, and I need to distract myself, and I need to show the social worker I'm earning. I'm earning moolah."
2: I really, really must remember to put water in my windscreen wipers before we go back to Southampton tomorrow because it's not been any in there for about six months. And it's you keep f- on telling me every time
1: I drive the car, I'm like, "Why is there no water in this?"
2: Yeah, but by the one, as soon, it's like as soon as I arrive at whatever destination I'm heading, I instantly forget that there's no water in the washers, and then get well, on with the rest care, of my life. Sort
1: it out. Make a note. Um, Kevin... Can somebody tweet
2: me in the morning? If you're listen, if you like an early listener to this podcast, can you just send me a message, please, saying Michael put water in the windscreen wipers? Honestly, jo- it'd be you... really, really helpful. Not,
1: he's not joking. That would actually be quite <laughs> helpful. I'll
2: Let's do Let's see it. how many we get. I can even take a photo of myself doing it and saying thank you very much, whoever yeah. it is. At...
1: At whoever. Yeah. Tyrone is surprised to see that Abby's back to work and tells Kevin he doesn't want her taking advantage of him, but nobody listens to him because... Uh, Tyrone's lost the right to complain about anything on a moral standpoint. Tyrone, uh, Toya and Imran are at the social, see the social worker later and they're talking about the fact that they want to definitely take custody of Alfie. And Toya says, look, I know that we literally just broke up and couldn't adopt a child, but we're totally committed to each other now. And we're going to get married. And Imran's like, we're going to get married. How exciting. They love each other. They were engaged before this whole
2: kerfuffle went on, weren't they? So it shouldn't have come as that much of a surprise.
1: Well, no, he's like thrilled, like, oh, great. It it really is happening. We are getting back together and she still wants to marry me. Mm. Imran, you dumb, beautiful idiot. (laughs) They can definitely provide a stable home for Alfie, they say. And they get told the interim care order is being withdrawn straight away. It's not going to take too long. They're chuffed. And then Alfie can come home once he's um, been out of hospital. And Tori's oh, like, "This seems very easy." And lots of people on Twitter are like, "Yes, this wouldn't be how it happened." It's yeah, I, know, far I need more somebody who understands
2: our interim care orders to say, "How long would this take?" Because I don't this think, is almost like again, this is fourth wall breakingly fast. How quickly this has happened. Doesn't too much magic? knowledge about in soap. Everything happens very quickly here.
1: Yeah, too much knowledge about any particular thing. Like even even the immigration uh, process for Australia. ...is a dangerous thing when it comes to Coronation Street... ...because it just takes you out <laughs> of go. the um, immersion. So. <sighs> Toy can't believe. This is so great. No more court hearings. Alfie home with them. Imran's shaft Goes in for a kiss. And she's like, we need to tell Abby. We need to tell Abby. So Abby's in the hospital... ...reading Alfie a book. And she's getting all these phone calls... So she picks it up... ...and um, gets told something. And she's like, what?! Next thing we see is a, um, a confrontation on Victoria did you, did you Street. Did you miss
2: a bit? Did you miss about Chloe coming? Or did well, I just zone Chloe... out? Zoe, Chloe... Chloe... Who
1: Chloe... just says everything's sorting out.
2: Yeah. She, oh. says, she says, I've heard from the judge. And this is what Abby finds out. So we're, we're yeah. kind of led to believe, yeah, all on, A-OK. And this is what well, Abby's is. being told as well.
1: Well, it is. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just about to tell you. Okay. Abby's saying, I can't believe this. You're taking my baby off me. And um, you're sick, Toya, you horrible. You're cutting my, you're cutting my son out of my life because you can't have children of your own. Um, doesn't Toya call herself Baron Battersby or so, uh, what nobody, nobody calls, calls you, you that. Toy. Toya, stop <laughs> trying to make it a thing.
2: Don't pretend you're cool and you have got a nickname. You're not Karen. Nobody you're talks not, about your Toya. Sorry. You're not Baron
1: Karen, okay?
2: <laughs> I know Baron Karen was a thing. It yeah, learned. it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what Toya I can't think of a better one off the cuff, but...
1: She's like, I've got a nickname at work, it's Baron Battersby. And I was like, nobody... Oh, I forgot you worked here. <laughs> Poor Toya. So, um, yeah, she, she's, sl- she's slank, is having a sl- slanging match. Kevin drags her away. She, uh, she storms off down Victoria Street going, you're going to pay for this. Um, and so Leanne... Leanne comes along and she's like, sling your hook. So they have a nice fight. And Roy gets himself involved. And this is how I think you're spoke. you know that Imran and Toya are the baddies.
0: Yeah, I know. Because
1: Roy's there going, Abri, let me offer you some words of wisdom. Um She's going off on one. They're back at um Abby's flat in the precinct. She's rifling through the drawers looking for emergency cider money so that she can um what's the word?
2: Get leathered.
1: She can uh, uh drown her sorrows. Um meanwhile kevin goes up to toya in the bistro and asks her what's going on abby's abby's like okay she can look after alfie but you're not giving her a chance and think of all the things that she's already lost and um Toya's like oh dear making me feel guilty um back at the lawyer's office imran is helping adam i don't know why because i thought he'd been struck off um but you can tell he's not a proper lawyer who's been anymore struck off adam just... no I, 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 um, imran
2: yeah, what happened with that?
1: I don't know, I thought he was in trouble. But you I can tell, we... I don't think he's a I think lawyer he's just, anymore.
2: I think he's just flashed his eyelashes Listen. at the lawyer's naughty slap on the wristboard. And he's like, oh, come on, come on, you don't want to lose me, do you? No, he's
1: not a lawyer anymore because Adam was wearing a suit and Imran was just wearing Our a green t-shirt. top. t-shirt, yeah. So, he's helping out. And he tells Adam what's going on and about what the predicament they found themselves in. And But Adam's just ranting on about some paralegal who's done something underhanded and undermined a case of theirs. And he's got this business card of this man and he keeps saying his name. And Emma's like, stop saying his name. I'll talk about it later at the end of the episode. Put it in the bin for now. So they put this um, man's business card in the bin for retrieval at a later date. Um... And he says, some people cheat, just let it go. Later on, Roy has brought Abby a cutting from Seb's garden to remind her that although she might have difficulties now, by the time Seb died, she was a good mum. So, grow this into a tree to symbolise your motherhood. Don't let it die, though, because that would be quite demoralising. And then she also (laughs) gives her, her toys, normal, delicious, N- cider or non alcoholic cider to Americans, hard cider and just cider because you guys are crazy and you think that cider is just apple cider
2: juice. and apple tango.
1: Hard cider is what they call it in America. We just call it cider. I know. I know. I'm not telling you. Okay. Oh, it's like her deciding what type of, type of parent she should be. Or well,
2: Roy's like, yeah, see, so whether you choose the, the, the apple tango or whether you choose the I got cider. some nice
1: apple and I got some Harry Weston.
2: Like, he's like, later down the line, you may have to make a decision. Like, you're going to have a booze up or you're going to look after your kids. So maybe start picking the right one. Now. No,
1: I'd say have the alcoholic one while you're fancy free. Also, it's Good Friday, Roy. Bugger off. I'll get as drunk as I like. Thank you very much toya and amaran get home toya might be having second thoughts. she's having a bit of a wobble she's she's worried about abby she does she's a good person everybody twitter listen to me twitter listen toya is a good person she's just being a bit naughty at the moment because she really wants a baby and she's wanted a baby for years weren't you watching it back in the day she was trying to nick eva's baby back then old habits die hard some of
2: the tweets i've seen them like this is even worse And she tried to steal eva's baby Oh, not so hard. You've got
1: Abby who's a drug addict and you've got Toya who's a baby addict. It's not her fault. <laughs> so, she's worried about pushing Abby over the edge back to drugs and everyone says Alfie's best chance is with them. Then, we get Elliot who is the person who's been in it
2: before. He, he's Abby's lawyer, isn't he?
1: He, um... She says, I want full custody. I don't want I don't want them to get their hands on Alfie. I want everyth- him 100% to me. I'm clean, I'm ready to fight. So she sees Imran in the street again later and she says, your relationship with Toya is a scam. I've spoken to Elliot. We, we're we going to win. You're going to lose. So he goes up to the office and he leaves the message with Toya about them needing to fight for Alfie. And then he goes into the the bin to get this dodgy paralegal's business card because it looks like he's ready to play dirty. Yeah.
2: Ooh, da, da, da. Exciting stuff, Gemma. So, what, 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 what's the what's the topic of conversation here, Toya? Um, what did you think this week?
1: It's very difficult. It's so difficult because the the urge to to have to want a child is such a raw and primal urge that you can understand Toya and and Abby both and why they want to to take custody and in a sense they're both right. Toya is right in that Abby is quite unstable and who knows how long she's going to be clean for and and is is she in a really great position but then who is Toya to judge whether a mother is should be allowed to have custody of her own child. There are plenty of mothers who Aren't 100% perfect, but they struggle and they do their best, and that's all you can really expect. It's,
2: it does seem like Abby I mean, Toya, is just kind of grabbing for excuses, really, to yes, try and is. get this baby. She's
1: justifying it.
2: Because that's what,
1: what she wants. What a
2: plank to take Imran back. Sorry. After everything that he did. And you know I love Imran and I love Toya and I love them together. <sighs> I know but... But for her to be saying on Monday's episode, there's no way I'm going back. I will never, you'll never be a part of my future. Then literally the next episode she's like begging him to come back pretty much. Well no she doesn't do that. She says I'll oh, go on then. Yep. It just makes you look really, really weak. Um, and I don't like to see Toya being weak. That's That's kind of my... My problem with it, the way that she's being written like that, although there is the the the, the growing theory online as well that Toya is um, you know stringing and around, along isn't there? And it looks like possibly she could um, maybe get custody of Alfie and then kick him round to the curb. What do you think of that theory? I'd it's love it. It's not going
1: to work, is it? Because this is like this is like. Is she modelling this on on Leanne's like ladder to success um, with with, um, Simon? Step one, kill mum. Step two, get in with dad. Step three, fire. Step four, win.
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Because Leanne ended up with Simon. She's not blood related to him at all. The only reason that she ended up with him was that she was dating um, Peter and Peter was an absolute useless waste of space. In the same sort of way that Abby is. That they're both addicted, mm. you know. He's an alcoholic. Abby is a drug addict. Both of them tempted every single time something goes wrong, and that's how Leanne ended up with Simon. So is is Toya going? Maybe I could have my own Simon here with little Alfie.
2: Maybe because it's uh, the the the, the Leanne Simon relationship has been brought up, and uh, also Les got a bit of a shout out tonight, didn't he as well? With I know. Him, like, I wouldn't be Toya's bringing up proper dad.
1: I wouldn't be bringing up Les Toya if you want to.
2: But do do, well, do you do you think do you think that a stable that,
1: family background?
2: Do you think that she's just um, stringing him run along? I, 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 I'd like to think so, but I'd there's like not been any telltale so. signs. She hasn't has made there. a funny look. But, when they had also, a hug at the end of Wednesday's episode, she didn't glance at the no, camera, she didn't. and that's the only way that I know. Yeah,
1: but if she is, if this is a plan, it's a crackpot scheme because it doesn't make any sense. Why, like? No, her, well, only claims, sense. her only claim to Alfie is through Imran. And if Imran, if she double crosses him, then how does she keep Alfie? But if Alfie? she can be
2: legally his mum,
1: yeah, but it then work she's like got that. just
2: as much right as does it does. No, work? It doesn't, I don't think no. it works like that. I
1: don't think it works like that. I don't know anything about it. I would imagine in the same way that Abby was trying to adopt Jack, Yeah. that Toya would have to, be, have to adopt Alfie. Yeah. to have any claim well that's not gonna happen in the next i mean how long she's very quick how long is she gonna sit around with him ran
0: no that's, i
1: think being she's, nice to him. she's just, she It'll is desperate years. for that
2: she's desperate for that baby i think that she was she'd be willing to sit it out i think just to just try, just try go, and get alfie I think at the it'd end be easier of it
1: just to snatch one out of the hospital
2: but also the thing that i can't remember who it was that was saying it leanne maybe earlier this week there are other babies and I don't think that Alfie is the best choice for Toya and she is going to be looking into yeah. his eyes not only seeing Abby but also seeing Imran if she is indeed doing it to you know, to string Imran along and then kick him to the curb The only reason She, she can't want the baby that badly Yes she does What about... Oh, what's happening? What happened with Elsie? I know. Like, literally, Monday's episode, she's like, bye-bye, Elsie. Off to your forever family. Oh, I'm so sad about it. And then the the next episode, she's like, oh, yeah, maybe if I did stay with Imran, then I could have Alfie. What about Elsie? You can have her back now. Like, you literally sent her off on her way. Exactly. If she said nothing, then she could still have Elsie with her, this perfect little princess kid.
1: Now, again, this is one of these things that people say is like a plot hole or something, but its it's... I would argue bad writing, but also to point out that people aren't always rational and that bad decisions are what make fiction interesting. If everybody oh, did gosh, the yes, I thing... gosh, yes, hope is all about
2: bad decisions.
1: Then it would be very boring. And you know, another thing I see quite often when I look through Corrie and hashtag is turn Corrie on today to see if it's still miserable. Yeah, it is. Still miserable load of old crap. Mm. Like, yeah, of course it is. If it was happy, it, it's not tally tubbies. <laughs> we can't all be prancing around with handbags in a magical kingdom with a baby for a son. No. No, we can't.
2: And an anthropomorph- us, anthropomorphic Hoover.
1: Yeah. Some of us live in the real world where I, people snatch babies. I
2: just think that if if Toya is playing the long game here, that it's would buffering. be quite good. It, yeah, but it'd be quite good in the I'd I'd like for her because she's looking so, so weak and pathetic and and sappy at the moment honestly isn't she and, and also horrible think, for, some, try, for keeping alfie away from abby because abby's um been written quite sympathetically in a way today I, and i know there's not very, very many abby defenders out there as well but to have toya say sorry yeah you can't look after your son and you try really hard and everything and you're reading in bedtime stories and everything but i think i'm going to be a better mum if she were to turn around and say, ha-ha, I've been stringing you all along, I've been using that phrase too many times in the podcast, uh, Imran, I win, I've got the baby, you're nothing to me, sling your mate, I think that could get people back on Toya's side That's again. That's the
1: only reason to want her to be doing this, because it makes no logical sense. What otherwise, you? to be like, I'm going to trick Imran and then take the baby, because number one, that wouldn't happen, and number two... You could have had Elsie. Mm.
2: I just think that she should. Do, do you think that she? Do you think that she wants Imran? Do you think that she she does love Imran, or is she just telling him that
1: she's kidding herself? I think at this point in time. El- and I, you know.
2: And does she, does she? Does she? Does she love Alfie, or does she just want a baby? She I, doesn't I know Alfie. She went and had a sit with know him a for baby. a baby. She went and oh, had I know a little what he sit.
1: Likes, Milk and pooing.
2: I just... Uh,
1: Babies don't have
2: uh,
1: much in the way of personality traits this...
2: She's, she's either playing the long game or something's going to happen where eventually she'll realise, no, this isn't right. Of course, and this I've...
1: whole thing is heading for tragedy when Toya eventually comes to her senses and realises that this is not the way to get what she wants.
2: I hope that either Abby or Imran or Toya, at least one of the three, come out of this story looking triumphant and not like like a massive loser which is what all, all of them uh, 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 they're just shedding fans by the bucket load those three at the moment it really they? is
1: like they're doing they're a number of these three them. characters but I, I, do, I do I'm finding it interesting oh I'm I still think... loving
2: it it's, it's brilliant where, where Cory was at the beginning of the year in January and February and I was so bored by it this is worlds away as much as they are totally doing a character assassination on all three of these at the moment the fact that they're three characters that I'm really really invested in actors that I adore I, I don't care. I'm absolutely loving it. But and if this is all this week was, if there was no, you know, Kirk having a box competition or whatever other nonsense we had to put up with this week, if it was wall to wall this, I would be happy as, as difficult as it is to watch sometimes, because I'm like, no, you're doing the wrong thing.
1: Well, I'm just finding it intriguing because to me it's three three characters I really like, and I don't think there's a clear-cut villain in this story. In the sense that I think even though they might have fooled themselves and maybe deep down know that they're being wrong, I do think that Toya and Imran have got a, a bit of a point when it comes to Abby um,
2: and oh, yeah they absolutely have and the morphine Why should they thing trust her the morphine
1: she... thing is um, you know we're supposed we're supposed to believe um, that Abby didn't take it, but she could very well have not poured it down the sink we do not know for sure why has she got the bottle she said she threw it in victoria gardens bin why didn't she do that when she could have done that she could have poured it into the given the the flowers a bit of a perk that
2: line that she said i put it in i threw it in the bin at victoria gardens if if she was being 100 percent honest she would have just said straight away i brought it back put it down the sink so i i don't necessarily trust her and even even if she didn't take it then We've seen her relapse so many and times And the other thing before. as well is I that... and Toy are absolutely right It's with it.
1: rather hilarious that for somebody who's trying to avoid drugs, she's been in contact with more extremely hardcore drugs by accident <laughs> than <laughs> I ever have in my whole life.
0: Yeah, you know, some, like, some people I've just not, attract
2: them.
1: She seems to stumble across the hard drugs, like, just left, right and centre, even when she's trying to be a good Samaritan.
2: It's the Lord is trying Very to strange, tempt her, isn't it? Hmm. So um, it's the law of attraction. Yeah. So Imran, then uh, he's he's now going to be fighting dirty with this dodgy para- well what, what did you say? A Paralegal was it? It's a- like a si- A lawyer's helper. Yeah. Okay. It's not.
1: You're not. A tr- it's not. You can be. Tr- you don't have to have a law degree. You just. It's just somebody who.
2: So he's going to have somebody going around doing his sneaky business. Well, they made him. a
1: big point of saying this is a paralegal. Which makes me think that they know what that means and they understand that he's not a lawyer. But I also would not put it past Coronation Street to have this guy turn up next week wearing a judge's robes <laughs> with a gavel in his hand. going, I know we don't use this in this country, but I just really like just it. Just
2: need the viewers to know that I'm involved I'm in Lawson. law. I'm a law man. I'm a law person. You're a law person. I'm a the sheriff I'm in a this law town. as well. So, um, do you, I mean, it seems like if I was Imran and I wanted to get the dirt on Abbey, I'd just be planting drugs all over that flat.
1: I, that's the question though, isn't it? This is the thing, like...
2: It's very, very, very easy to make him uh, to make Abby look like yeah, a completely unfit mother. And, you don't really need a paranormal hat. <laughs> paranormal! <laughs> that's what I think whenever I've been hearing paralegal this evening, it's a lawyer for ghosts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: paralegal! A
1: lawyer for ghosts, that's fantastic. He's like, hang on, I'm getting in touch with Seb. He says... <laughs> Don't let my mother have Alfie.
2: <laughs> no, so he, it's like me- mega easy. You just yeah, but find... look,
1: this, isn't this though? Isn't this like one of the most um, fascinating tropes? Like you know, Shakespeare kind, Shakespearean almost. How how much are you going to get your hands dirty? Yeah, and to achieve would... something that you believe is the morally correct thing to do. Like, are you going to stoop? To underhanded things to, yeah. to, do, to, to achieve something that you think is like the ultimate good.
2: I don't even know whether he thinks it's the ultimate good or whether he just thinks it's the ultimate thing that I really, really want. I
1: know, but Michael, isn't, it, of... isn't it absolutely intoxicating when you believe those two things intersect? Absolutely, spoke... and he's totally high on on this idea of himself as the savior yeah, of Alfie, exactly. and he's he got everything he's he the, needs the at Mr. His He thinks
2: he's Mister Right,
1: and the fact that Toya is going along with it is only going to reinforce this delusion in his mind that actually, you know, if everything's going my way, even though I've done all of these things, it's because. Deep down inside, I am actually a good guy. And the things that I want are the right and moral things to do. Mm. Therefore, I'm completely justified in planting evidence, getting this guy that cheats on my side. I want to know, though. I think he's going to
2: have to take a long, hard look at himself.
1: I tell you what, if I was Imran, Elliot's checks would be drying up right about now. You reckon? Why is he paying this man to take (laughs) his son off of him? I know he said he'd help, he'd pay for Elliot... And
2: Oh yeah, he did, didn't they? Yeah,
1: so why is he still paying for it? we to be like, Elliot, sorry, mate. Anymore. You're fired.
2: <laughs> what's Imran? what's Abby gonna do and try and do to uh procure? Well this is the thing. She's Elke. now gonna
1: become the kind of symbolic, you know, trodden upon waif, isn't she? Who's just trying in, in the face of kind of um it's a class. I, th- I really do feel like there are elements of a class battle here because Abby is the you know very she's portrayed as very working class in this. She's not very well educated. She's got a background in dabbling in, in drugs. She was living in filth the first time we saw her. She's got a whole of her t- kids taken off of her. She's like if you were to write down the stereotype of like the worst, mm. per- like the worst most common person. And I know this is stereotypes. That's my point. You would have you would have Abby, but now she's kind of caught in the cogs of this like of society, which honestly would look at Toya and Imran and Abby and almost not need to know anything more about Abby's background. Toya and Imran are just the middle class personifications of what you see on an Argos advert, of like mum and dad, you know, chopping up the vegetables and putting yeast and flour into a bread maker. And then you've got Abby going, ooh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic cider, what, what shall I have this evening? Mm.
2: Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: I... so Abby is now the underdog and we're supposed to root for her.
2: Yeah, but the, the way they've made her look in recent months, it's going to be very difficult to get the majority of the viewers very short on her memories. side.
1: I think people are on her side almost immediately because I think we do have this underdog, the love of the underdog in this country.
2: Mm. Yeah, we do. I think, and that- we
1: like, we have a very keen sense of fair play also. And Abby, um, Imran, and Toyo are not playing by the rules. They're, li- they're lying and cheating and sneaking around. They're not even really 100% sure that they should be in a relationship with each other, and they're portraying themselves as the perfect parents, but actually they're lying and sneaking and and um, plotting. Yeah. And and. Um, Abby almost doesn't stand a chance.
2: Abby was said to Toya today. Your relationships are scammed, yeah. didn't she? So they
1: said
2: it to Imran. Did uh, you? Yeah, so I think that she's maybe going to try and get in there and try and find some proof that Toya doesn't actually really love Imran or or something. That's going to be her way away into it, it.
1: At those two, yeah. And you, the, the trouble is also that Toya's one main champion and um, confidant is Leanne who has got. Imran's number and knows exactly what he's up to and has absolutely no love for them being back together as a couple and thinks the whole thing's nuts.
2: Oh yeah, we've got Toya versus Imran uh, Toya versus Leanne again, haven't we? Well it's, I, not it's
1: versus. Got, well What do you mean?
2: Well as in like they were the Leanne was having to give some harsh words to Toya on Wednesday's harsh episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So she she's needed in this. So great great that she's involved in the story. I just oh yeah. It's i, I Absolutely There's a lot to this, talk about with this. It's it's just so, so difficult having three of my favourite characters. But this is what I
1: like about it. I don't like I don't like it other. when well, I don't mind it. I, I kinda like there to be a cartoon villain for me to hate. But this is this is very interesting as well. This is like... I think you could talk to ten people in a room and they'd all have a different idea about what they think should happen.
0: Mm. As I, as uncomfortable I think it most is for people me to watch. are gonna
1: say that they want Abby to get Alfie in the end because they don't like people being sneaky but I think in real life if you were Toyo and Imran you might stop at nothing yeah because there's always that risk that she gets Alfie and then she you know relapses but if if only we could all get along
2: why can't they just like give a say if they believe so much that Abby's going to take them down a dark path can't they just wait for her to like slip up once and then say aha well, they
1: thought that she already has michael that's the point this morphine mm. they believe that she's taken it and the other thing i just want to point out that i think we've all forgotten is that the courts have said sorry you can't have him if it was not that if it was not the, the case that um abby had not been found wanting by the courts then let's not forget that imran honestly and um what's the word? Um, earnestly supported her to get custody of, of Alfie, yeah. even though it was for his benefit as well. Mm. Um even with all of his all of his efforts, she didn't get custody. She wasn't allowed to have this kid. Yeah. Now if it's it's not necess- it's not necessarily a choice Abby versus Toya and Imran. Actually it's it's a um Imran and Toya versus foster parent who has no Prior connection to Alfie whatsoever. Now, if I, you know, looking at it from that perspective, surely it's much better for the child to be with his biological parent, yeah, whether yeah, that's totally. the mother or the dad, and and Imran can offer him a, sta- a stable home. In inverted commas,
2: yeah. Oh, gosh. It's really I think, interesting. I, I want to know what everybody thinks. I think we need to move thinks. on. I think we need to, yeah. I,
1: what do you think about this? Who do you think, like, are we being too easy on Toya are and we, Imran? Are we,
2: put, are we thinking too much into this as well? Because there's so many other storylines, as you'll probably see as the rest of the podcast goes on, that we're like, anything to discuss here? No, no not really. Move on. This is, this is just sort of, we're, we're, as difficult and as cringy and as, uh, as I find it, I, I'm really pleased that there's a story that I care about and invested in. After a few months of, oh yeah, Joseph go to Portugal, Tim die of a heart attack. I don't I don't really care either way. This is just fantastic that <laughs> I'm so invested in it. Um, well, this is yeah. job.
1: yeah, well, it, it gets it's get, honestly it's doing its job um, as a as a talking point for Coronation Street. This storyline this week has got everybody talking, whether they support or not the various characters involved and who they mm. think is the villain or, or whatever. It's definitely.
2: Caused yeah. conversation, and I'd also like to say as well, just before we move on that I'm really, really glad that Imran and Toya are at the heart of this story that's causing all of this as well. After so many years of people saying, "Where's Toya and Imran? Why are they never in it?" They're, they're really shortchanging know, I... those two actors because they're always just in the background. They are the yeah, you know they're the, yeah. they on the A team at the but moment. But I wish people
1: they? were more nice to Toya. This is exactly <laughs> what happened to Leanne, though, isn't it? With Leanne, yeah. when Ollie and uh, how much she fought for him. When a woman doesn't just go along with what everybody else tells her to do, and she doesn't just get, you know, be try to be nice and placate everybody, as soon as she stands up for what she wants, suddenly she's a horrible, annoying bitch. And that <laughs> is the truth about... This is, why, this is why women are trained to keep our mouths shut about what we want and put everyone else first. Because as soon as we decide we want something, whether it's snatching someone else's baby or not...
2: Or well, just a snog from Adam.
1: Suddenly we become the annoying... Grasping cow, right? Who's who's asking for too much?
2: Must move on. Must move on. The Kelly Reeland story, Gemma. You're just so proud
1: of that, aren't you? You should be. It's quite
2: funny. I quite like that one. Yeah. After last week's heart-wrenching final scene with her crawling over a dead mum, what is going on with Kelly? (laughs) This, I, 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 I I didn't. This is going to be another one of those stories where I feel like I haven't got a whole lot to say. It kind of felt sort of natural what was going on, and it very much was just sort of a. The come down from last week, wasn't it? I know, With but a bit of a funeral drama in yeah, today's episode. You need
1: a story that's quite plain and you yeah. know, here you go, this is what's happening. Whereas Kelly
2: Yeah, Kelly's just kind of spending this week going, Oh, yeah, you know, I wish I'd spoken to my mum more, um oh, is it... Isn't it tragic that I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her and Gary's there in the background going, oh yeah, sorry, that was my fault. He's saying to himself anyway. But anyway, George comes along to Maria and Gary on Monday and says, oh, uh, Rick's body's been released from the coroner's office. Laura's is coming soon too. And then Todd chips in and says, oh, do you want a two-for-one funeral? (laughs) Which is quite funny. Uh, Kelly says, look... Um, no no sorry they say that Kelly needs to decide what she wants to do for funeral arrangements and yes joint funeral is an option I kind of missed a bit in the week where they decided that they weren't going to bung them in the same grave together so they just want to string out two funerals out but I don't know but it seems, seems more still expensive Same
1: grave. Although when you in the same grave and
2: when, you got when you got £380 you can probably afford the luxury like hundred eighty thousand pounds you yeah. can have the luxury of a two funeral week Anyway, they go home, Gary and Maria do, and say, Kelly, what do you want, what do you want for a funeral? And she's like, I I don't know, I've just just only found out that they're both dead, I don't know what to think at the moment. It's too too soon to be thinking about all of this. Then she gets a phone call from Rick's solicitor who wants to see her, and it turns out, yes, she has got all of Rick's assets coming her way, and that is £380,000 worth of stuff, or thereabouts. All too much for her to take in. I don't know what she was expecting, because she would have known that they had this massive house. Probably, if my dad was a loan shark, I might have been expecting a little bit more than £380,000. I don't want to be rude, but yeah. Was he not a very good loan shark? Or is it just Um, that Gary skimmed the top of it off over the last two years? Maybe
1: I'm I'm remembering this wrong, but I have a very distinct memory of, at some point... Laura Nealon standing in, the, in a house, which obviously was Rick and her's house, that Kelly was brought up in, and it had an enormous kitchen with a big kitchen island in the middle of it.
2: You do, you do like to remember a kitchen. I'll really never forget to... a kitchen, me, <laughs> says Gemma. <laughs> no, I've got a feeling as well.
1: And I, I mean, I know that house prices are very different mm. um, in the north versus the south, but I would have thought that that house alone would be worth that much, two hundred hmm. and eighty grand for that size kitchen.
2: But do you remember what a dodgy wreck Rick's office was? Do you remember his I little know, scumhole a, scum hole with an office with a desk and a yeah, ready county calendar? So he obviously know, wasn't the greatest. But that was more
1: like a lair, wasn't it, than an office? <laughs> <A lair>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It totally was. Anyway, so Gary goes round. Well, we're Rick's just
1: criticising his financial ma- mismanagement. You know, he's Who got knows? more
2: money than us.
1: That's true. I mean we're slagging him off here, but he's made a better life for himself than we have. He
2: has, he has. I indeed. mean, what are we gonna
1: leave Abby when we die?
2: <laughs> Not a baby.
1: No, she can not Not that not Abby. No.
2: Gary goes round Rick's house to check things out and he sees this photoshopped picture of um, Gary, no, of, uh, sorry, Rick and Kelly smiling next to each other, didn't they? Yeah. Because obviously the two actors have never had anything to do with each other in real life, but oh, it wasn't that sweet. So he takes back this box of keepsakes and gives them to Kelly. It's got, you know, photos and it's got lots of little photos of baby Millie Gibson and stuff, isn't it? It's quite cute. Jeez. And she has a little look at them, but it gets massively overwhelmed by the whole thing and, and storms out. Uh, Maria finds Gary later and says "Oh, Kelly may have got upset by this but it's a good thing that she did uh, no, it's a good thing that you did showing it to her, she needed to see this but to try and get some sort of closure on it also it might make her convinced to sort this bloody funeral out Wednesday, George tells Kelly about the time slot that's been made available at the church on Friday. Yes, that's right, everybody. It's a classic Corrie last-minute cancellation at the funeral parlour, so you can get your you get your dad buried there, and no we have problems. A
1: very um, desperate need to, to discover what causes a last-minute cancellation for a funeral. Yeah. What on earth Last-minute resurrection? It's like we've lost the corpse. <laughs> What maybe. on earth
2: could it be? I don't know whether it was a last minute cancellation or whether um, he just you know, turned over two pages in his diary at once last time he looked.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Maybe he just thought who would want to bury somebody on Good Friday? I don't know. Or maybe it's like, yeah, there's been a, of, that's not made available. Did I tell you that my bank holiday rates are five times the normal going rate? You do have £380,000, don't you, are, Kelly?
0: Yep.
2: Oh, she's not our Kelly anymore. She's no one's Kelly, is she?
1: Oh, don't be mean. She'll no. always be someone's Kelly.
2: <laughs> so Gary
1: and Maria's our Kelly.
2: Um, Maria oh. talks to Gary about this funeral and it says, look, probably is for the best. It's happening sooner rather than later. Let's just get it out of the way. And um, Maria says, look, I'm going to find it a little bit difficult going to this funeral because... I'm a very important person around Weatherfield, you know, these days. I'm the ca- local councillor and I can't really be seen going to a known criminal's funeral.
1: I love this. It was the most hilarious... She wasn't wrong, actually, in the end, but she sounded so pretentious when she was trying to make out that she was Miss hoity Toity, you know, social butterfly, can't be seen, doing the what wrong thing. What has she thing. actually
2: done in her position of councillor since being elected a couple of weeks ago? And honestly, ago. All.
1: somebody might very well go, oh, God, I can't believe the councillor... Connor was seen at a, a you know, a thingy, blah, blah blah. But she could say, actually, I've I never met him, although I don't remember if she did or not. But I was supporting my foster daughter. Like that, that's a pretty good sub story.
2: Yeah. And but... Also,
1: the elections just happened. You can't be recalled for going to a dodgy funeral like yeah good
2: luck
1: (laughs) if the best time to have a scandal is right if you can't get rid of boris
2: johnson after everything that's been going on recently you're not going to be able to evict maria from this because you went to a funeral of a loan shark you're right so anyway just but basically by the end of the episode maria's decided yes i will go for this um, so Friday, everyone's getting ready for this funeral. Um, Maria kind of rubs it into Gary. Oh, yeah, you're going to Rick Nealon's funeral. Like, eh? who'd have thought it, You Gary? killed him. Oh, this turn of Friday, events. Friday,
1: Maria put her pants on backwards, or she wore a p- pair of special bitch pants or something, because the whole day, she just, it's just mean. Was she? She was just bitching to, to, um, to Gary about, do you know that you, you killed... Rick Nealon. Yeah. Like, yeah, we remember thanks we re- Maria Thanks
2: for that. Thanks for that. So, yeah, they all go up to the. Was it a church? I think it was a yeah, church. Yeah, it was a
1: church. It was a weird Tudor church. church. It wasn't the church,
2: church that I recognise. No, anyway, seems one. like they're the only ones that. I was waiting for Sharon to where's turn up. Where's Big Sharon? Yeah, not, where's not Abbott Sharon, but the, no, other, the other Sharon. One could show Why couldn't she come and spit on Rick Nealon's grave? I don't know. Anyway, um, Gary's worried about any of his cronies turning up and one does indeed turn up. As the funeral starts, a some guy, who was he?
1: He was um, a was victim.
2: He, oh, was he a victim of Rick's um, yeah. lone sharkery? He comes yeah. up and spits on his coffin. Yeah. And I thought that was marvellous.
1: Yeah, what a dramatic turn of events. Yeah,
2: so Gary has a bit of a punch-up with him. And that, then
1: Kelly's like, oh, what are you doing that did, for? Did
2: the pap in the bush see this? No. Like, they kind of took it outside, didn't they? And, they and Gary sent him on scramble. his way with a bit of a scuffle, yeah. And then, yeah, there was... Well,
1: Gary punches the man in the in the face, and he, like, collapses across a pew. Yeah. And the, the vicar's, like, going... This is why we don't have Good Friday This funerals. is why we don't
2: have funerals for loan Sharks. I told the Archdeacon, but he was like, was just expecting... deal with it. I need to, I'm hoping to get a nice Easter egg from my daughter at the moment.
1: I was expecting the coffin to burst into flames on the threshold, but when it didn't, I thought, well, I suppose we'd better just do the ceremony then.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I love the, you're right. I love the fact that uh, Billy, No, it's not the storyline, has just been arsing around on Good Friday buying Easter eggs.
2: No, he did go to church today, didn't he? He was trying to get Summer to go to church with him to do I don't know what. He says, oh,
1: I've got that church thing. What, what church it, what thing? What is it that Be I've specific? got to
2: do? Oh, something is Easter, Bible, it?
1: something, something Bible class, Bible readings, Bible One sale, of those. Bible I've still got to buying. do some archdeaconry, I don't know. Buy some more Bibles or sell some Bibles.
2: Anyway, Gary and Kelly later on having a nice little sit on a bench. And she just says, oh, I just wish I'd never been born to Rick and Laura, oh, they were such terrible parents, oh, this time that I wasted loving them. But she does say that she wants to go and say a proper goodbye to Rick, though, so she goes to his graveside.
1: You didn't, we didn't, I kind it. Chucks in of... a
2: sticker Brighton Rock, because it's got sentimental value or something. Huh?
1: The pap did, did... The pap pitch, to took a picture of, of what was going
2: on, yes. And... And um, Gary gets in his final words to Rick as well, which was, It's over. Done. And you know what? I'm going to take care of her better than you ever did.
1: Was that your Vera Duckworth impression? That was my
2: Gary Windass impression. Oh, okay. Actually. Just checking, yeah.
1: You sounded like, um, what's her face? Randy Old Lavender Lady.
2: I was waiting for him what's to What's her su- name? Randy Lavender Lady, Phyllis Pierce. Yeah, you
1: sounded like <laughs> Phyllis Pierce then.
2: <laughs> I was hoping to have something a bit more clever that gary might have said towards the end
1: i don't think gary's that bright so it wasn't keeping but it wasn't very pithy was
2: it no it wasn't like there's this it's story like that's been quotable. going on for so many years i was hoping for a little bit more it was no like, should have stayed yeah. at the party or oh, anything so, was it? i can't
1: even think of anything neither could I write it so i don't
0: feel no. too
2: bad anyway so um they they go back home but oh no kelly's gone off somewhere Maybe she's gotten to get some tea bags was the plan, wasn't it? Well,
1: Gary's gasping for a cup of tea.
2: Don't blame him. Don't blame him. Um, but she comes back and she's not been to the tea bag shop at all. She's no. been to go and see the spitting man, yeah. who was apparently very lovely and quite apologetic about coming to ruin the funeral service like that. Sorry I spat on your dad's grave and no, everything. No, sorry you saw it. But um, That's what he said. Oh yeah, he said, sorry you saw it. I should have done a secret spit. Yeah, but um, we cool the now. Grave
1: afterwards, you don't need to spit on the coffin. Mm.
2: So um, anyway, so that's all sorted.
1: Well, no, this was quite. This was kind of um, her way of making peace, almost with with it. Like you know, I, I want there to be a Disney Plus series where Kelly Nealon travels the country, apologising to victims of her father, mm. and they all make friends, and she learns something new from everyone until the very end, when she becomes a, a wonderful, fully fledged person, and everybody forgives her for kicking her to death.
2: Yeah, that's that's where it's going, and it? you're right. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's kind out, of it, isn't and it? Because it's
1: a Disney Plus, maybe it's a Marvel film, and she turns out to be like Captain Marvel's daughter or something.
2: Okay, maybe, maybe. Um... Maria reminds Gary at the end that, you know, just because Laura was kind of nice a little bit towards the end, she was a pretty rotten mum for most of Kelly's life, so we shouldn't be feeling too sorry for her. Oh, look, I've got a load of followers on Instagram, says Maria. What's going on? Is it because I'm such a brilliant counsellor? I don't know, maybe it is. But obviously we know that something's gone on. With the paparazzo yep. at the funeral, and it looks like maybe he's put a little article about Maria online somewhere, and she hasn't, she's not been googling us out. I would have she thought Maria Google would alert. She exactly. She, she had a news a news alert for her name, but I she's don't not. I think
1: it's a good idea to read what people say about you on the internet.
2: Um, no, especially if you're Toya at the moment.
1: Uh, no, anybody. If yeah. you go looking for 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 yourself, you're not gonna. If you put yourself out there in any way whatsoever, somebody ain't gonna like it.
2: So, um. So
1: Maria, I, you should just stick to looking beautiful.
2: I, I I can't say that I'm particularly invested in Maria's follow account or indeed popularity as a counsellor. No, I've I know, I kind of want her invested. to fail as a
1: counsellor because I think it'd be sort of funny.
2: I think it'd be, yeah. I don't
1: know what her policies are.
2: The problem is, like, it's not going to be played that way, is it? If she does fail as a counsellor or if the whole of Weatherfield turn against her, it's going to be, oh, poor Maria. we we're, we're, we're not supposed don't to want... be kind of snickering at the fact that this... This hairdresser who get ideas he? above her station, thinking that she can be a councillor to Weatherfield, I don't know. She
1: should have. She could have joined Extinction Rebellion and blockaded the, the the bridges of London.
2: Well, yeah. How much environmental work has she done since being elected? Again, nothing.
1: I mean, she didn't even push for an ecologically friendly coffin.
2: No, she didn't. She, she didn't have, have, have a Hayley Cropper some great cardboard
1: ones, Yeah. Or cardboard one. No, he was. Stuck in a
2: and and they didn't wooden... walk to the church, did they? No, that's no. true. Maria, terrible.
1: Should they hired a hearse and everything? Just like
2: all politicians, make your yeah. promises and then one rule right back for
1: you them. and one rule for the plebs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Typical. Um, that's it. That really is, isn't it? I thought I thought the funeral was quite good. Nice to have some location shots. I thought the spitting was quite fun. When we that did happened. get to
1: see um, Gary do a wander around Rick's house, which was bizarre because. I don't understand, like, Rick's obviously gone missing. Everybody knew that Rick Rick was missing and they didn't know where he was. And they thought he might not be in the country anymore. Yet his house's been standing empty while Laura's been languishing in some random flat. And also Kelly was homeless at one point. And yet, despite the fact that Rick's been missing for over two years, the amount of posts he had was absolutely pathetic. (laughs) We've probably got more more posts than that. We've not been away for a week.
2: Yeah. I I think Sharon's been going around, hoovering it up. If we don't it just, see Sharon again, I'm going to be very disappointed.
1: But it was just very odd. I don't understand this house, why the house was there.
2: Mm. So, we've got Laura's funeral coming up next week, haven't we? Isn't Is there it... going to be a crowd of people hoping for a round two?
1: Could be, yeah. Could, whole, could be whole... full of, um, paps trying to rile Maria up.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll it's so sad
1: that, um, that Kelly wanted the funerals in this order because she actually didn't really want... Like her mum's is the worst one because she hates her mum for killing her dad, even though she didn't. Mm. I say save the best to last and and have Rick's next week and and have Laura's first.
2: So Gary was already feeling a little bit guilty at this funeral. So is it going to just build up to a to melting point at Laura's funeral? Is there going to be a I know Is there going
1: to be a drama at Laura's funeral? I, I think, hope so honestly, because even it feels like, like it? the drama
2: has been you know just gone from the story this week.
1: And and you know this, the. The church that... Oh, God. More cat food. That scared the life out of me. Um, We had Rick's funeral at this church that I didn't recognise. Does that mean that Laura's is going to be at the normal church that most of the other funerals are at?
2: Maybe. Did she pick two
1: different churches? I don't know. Two different graveyards?
2: I don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: And also, um, why did she... I mean, she picked to bury them. Two separate graves... I know she said she didn't want the money, but she's burning through it pretty quick. I don't know how much it costs to bury somebody, but it's a lot more than just sticking them in the toaster, isn't it?
2: In the toaster? <laughs> Is that what you would do? Is that what you're going to do to me? Put me in the toaster and just launch me up? See where? Yes, where, that would be a really
1: good um, uh, service, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, inject me into space through a toaster. Yeah, I think it's time I'm to move on to the next it. story. All, all alone, Gemma. All
1: alone, It all wasn't Monday. really about all of
2: it. No, it wasn't. She's been, she's been upgraded to full-time character this week. She's just been given a personality and the backstory and everything, hasn't she, Mrs. Crawshaw? Yeah.
1: So on Monday, Daniel's telling Daisy he's got to go to school to do a bit of sucking up to Mrs. Crawshaw. Now, Daniel's confused her because actually when he says sucking up, what he means is his actual job, which is to do, be a teacher. He thinks that this is all extra work that he's doing. This is just normal. <laughs>
2: No, just okay. let's get on with what happened right. and I'll have my rant okay. about what well, the ridiculous is. Well I wanna rant Daniel's about it myself situation.
1: having sat for many hours waiting for you to do work during holidays or not being able to do anything or go anywhere because of how much work you've got. But I, find I wouldn't this be going offensive. in I
2: don't go into school in the Easter holidays to book a random trip for like the reception class just to get a few brownie points.
1: No. And also, you don't go, I know where we'll go, Edinburgh, why are we going there? I don't know. Right, let's get
2: this rant out of the way now, then, fine. So we're to believe, then, that... Weatherfield High are just doing some random trip to Edinburgh for what educational purpose? I don't know. We just want to go to Edinburgh because we're up north and they're up north. That's quite close, isn't it? But not too close that we we can make it residential or whatever. So who should we get to to do this trip? The geography teacher? No, the deputy head. Yes, the deputy head, of
1: course. The deputy head
2: is in charge of organising trips to Edinburgh.
1: Well, you know, I'm just going to say... It would be the history teacher or the geography teacher.
2: It's going to be some kind of humanities there's teacher got to that's be doing it. It's
1: got to be something, some reason. You don't just go, I'm going to Edinburgh, why am I going there? Oh, look
2: at all these funds that we've got just waiting to be spent on a school trip. And anyway, I, I
1: know I'm not the only one who doesn't know this, and I know that people from Manchester probably know this, but it, mo- most of us aren't. It's four hours in the car to oh, do quite far Manchester away, to Edinburgh. Because actually, as we found in that hilarious Twitter exchange with that person, some people consider Manchester to be actually south
2: of oh, England. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so so what Mrs. Crowshaw decides is, yeah, I'll take charge of organising this random geography trip. In the Easter holidays, let's get some of the other members of staff in, because sure, everyone wants to come into school at Easter and help organise some purposeless trip oh no it's only Daniel that showed up well it's a good job that I'm already sitting in Daniel's classroom for this isn't it aka the only room in the school so Daniel you you, you know I, I don't know what you are whether you're a trainee teacher or whether you're a newly qualified teacher or whatever but whatever it is your 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 long-term future here is on thin ice so um would you mind taking on this because I'm having a bit of a hard time at the moment. The husband's left me. I've turned into an emotional wreck of a woman. Um, I think that she was just faking it, basically, to try and get Daniels to do this trip organisation for her. She doesn't give him any, you know... He, say, he literally says, I've never booked a school trip before, but I'm sure I'll manage because I'm smart. I'm the smart one on this programme. Yeah. Now, I know you can't I- just book a trip with no yeah, idea you can. about you, you without and the only idea, thing oh. that
1: he's using to do this is a map that she's fished out of her handbag presumably from a hen party she went to in 2005
0: yeah she, it, and it, she's it, like
1: do you know what i'm sure you can work it out whiskey tour ghost tour rub um Greyfiles bobby on the nose deep fried mars bar back home again haggis in the bag
2: you what else do you
1: do in, in scotland
2: you gotta book your accommodation I you gotta put the coach you gotta do all the safeguard and you gotta go Health up and there safety is daniel gonna go up to to, to uh, edinburgh to do a recce to do a little let's have check how safe it is probably not no just because he grew up there for a little bit when he was younger that doesn't count it doesn't count you guys uh, there. How, how many kids are we anticipating going here what's you know, the group what what's literally how can
1: can they afford this is this a reasonable expenditure to ask the parents to outlay considering we don't actually know why we're going is this
2: the first time that the weather high has ever been on a school trip to edinburgh or did they maybe go many many years before and then we can maybe just try and see how they organize it that year and just copy this year no no we're just deciding you know off the cuff to to, to go to and you just know
1: you just know it'll be like next week
2: I know, I know, that this sort of trip, you've got to book so far in advance, but you're right, it's going to be yeah, back to school next week. Right, let's go, to, let's go to Edinburgh. Who's going on this trip? Any, any volunteers, that? teachers? Daniel, yes, you don't have a class to, they'll be fine. You don't need to teach your class for a week. New TA, Mrs, Mrs what's her name, Wheatley? Yeah, you can come along to the trip. Oh, Daisy, is that all right with you? If Daniel and Nicky go to Edinburgh? Yeah, you can Oh, be there's been a mishap went, with yeah. the booking
1: of the rooms. Looks like the teachers are going to have to share. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I also, I don't know how they're going to film it or whether they can have, because I don't know what the COVID restrictions are, if they're still in, in force or whatever. You know that the if they do film them going off, on the school trip there will definitely be a scene with with Daniel standing at the front of a coach with a clipboard going tick oh uh, yes make sure oh oh uh, George sit down at the back there and stop throwing paper airplanes you wholesome it's, little It's waif.
2: so so
1: no bubblegum chewing on the coach everybody singing Ganguly. we're going to watch but, a do- we're going to watch a documentary about Scotland on the way
2: despite all of this i'm still finding this bizarrely engaging because I'm just sitting back and seeing what hilarious thing they're going to say next which is totally unrealistic. I'm not watching this mad. I'm watching it going this is really, really funny that they think this is how you organise a trip. And I've never organised a secondary school trip before but I'm guessing if it's anything like a primary school trip it's nothing at all like what we're seeing on Cory this week.
1: One of the hardest things I think is how little respect teachers get compared to how much you work and how much is expected of you. And how much you sacrifice. And things like this do not do not help. And it just frustrates me.
2: <laughs> They've got so much time for just organising random trips. Just
1: arsing around. Doing nothing.
2: Anyway, I kind of hijacked that discussion. No, just I've, to talk I've, about I've how ridiculous this is. But we kind of it. missed the synopsis. But we kind of got to the point where Daniel's going in and saying, Yes, I'll do it. I've got nothing else to do. You know, I did the, did the ice ball. That turned out really well. Did the, uh, the the Only set one person got i literally every single extracurricular activity that this school has done since september i've been the person that's been in charge of it so well, he's not also this? saying
1: to daisy oh she's been mad not to give me a permanent position now at the school now i'm doing this it's like you've got, you have to really really mess up for there to be a position open when you're
2: to you the i don't it's not clear in what like capacity is Daniel is working at this school? At it's the going moment. to turn
1: out at the end of this that he's like the caretaker. He's been the caretaker the whole time.
2: If he's been in training, if he's just in training, then oh. Anyway, go on. What's been going? Is it on? me that's supposed? Yeah, to be you're doing supposed this? to be doing this one. Daniel's going to give it a go for planning. Well, she's this trip, crying. So he? he's
1: doing it by himself because Missus Crawshaws crying.
2: Um, I just can't help laughing whenever we hear her name. and think can't it used say to be
1: I can't say Crawshaw. without it sounding like I'm making fun of the name because of my unfortunate Southern accent. So I do apologise to all the Crawshaws out there. It doesn't trip off the tongue so so well for me. Right, so that's Monday. Um,
2: well, no, Wednesday. He, he,
1: yeah, he, Nicky's. He's telling Nicky yeah. about it. He
2: says, "Don't worry, Mrs. C. I'm not going to tell you, anybody this. about this. Oh, Your yeah. secret's safe oh, that's with right, me." Yeah. Next scene. Nikki, Nikki, guess what? About your new boss, you'll never believe this. She's only gone to spell with her eyes out. She's crying her eyes
1: out, that stupid bitch. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do all the organising and, and um, you can come with me.
2: He's going to be head teacher. He's going to be kicking Mr. Griffin out of that school gate by the summer holidays he? and going to be Lord works. Education Chief of Britain.
1: He's going to be the education secretary by the the end of the week.
2: Yeah, all you've got to do is organise an ice ball the trip nope. to Edinburgh.
1: Nope, Sim- it's more simple than that even. Just don't go to parties during lockdown. Oh, yeah. On Wednesday, Orla hunts Daniel down in the cafe, and she's, like, brightened up a bit. Um, she sees Roy's eclairs, and, and she also wants an update on the trip. So Daniel says, oh, I'll give it... Oh, uh, I don't know. She's, she's crying and saying oh, so helpful that you're helping me here with this. And Daisy's listening and she hears that um, Nikki's involved. So then she quizzes Daniel about it. And then Daniel takes Nikki back to his flat because he doesn't want Beth to see them together because of the whole thing between Sinead. Nikki and Sinead and Beth and Daniel. And then Orla comes up to the flat while Nikki's in the loo and she tries to seduce him with a bottle of wine.
2: Daniel's just got this thing, doesn't he? He attracts the older woman.
1: I think it's just because he looks like a helpless boy. The older like, woman
2: in charge. Like, let me
1: let me help you out, yeah young, young wife. He
2: was um. It was the same with women. What's the face at the, the paper wasn't he? He was in oh, charge yeah, of the edi- editor in chief there.
1: Yes, he's he's um. It's of total a Mrs. Robinson Magnet,
2: syndrome. Yeah.
1: Um. So so she, yeah. She's she's um trying to. Get, get the glasses out for them to have wine and then out comes Nikki from the loo and all is like oh goodness me and embarrassedly makes a retreat and um they kind of laugh about it and daisy walks in while Nikki's teasing daniel about this and says oh daniel's got an admirer and they have this kind of inside joke which does not help daisy's paranoia about this and daniel says um to because to, daisy like oh daisy says i'll oh, stay in stay with us and then share the wine but she's like no i've got to go so she leaves and then daniel says oh you're really great about her it's really nice and um daisy says well she's your friend and she's my friend in like a really kind of terse way Mm. and so daniel fills her in about about order so on friday daisy wants to do something nice with daniel but it turns out he's working with nikki and there's so much to organize for this edinburgh trip and Daisy's very on edge, and she tells Jenny that she's barely seen Daniel all Easter, and she can't talk to him about it without sounding like a crazy jealous person. And Jenny says, "You should talk to Nikki about it." So Nikki comes looking for Daniel in the pub. So Daisy says, "Let's have a drink together." So she takes her in the back, and um, she says, "I'm a bit jealous." And Nikki says, "There's no need. I'm not a homewrecker. I wouldn't want to cheat on him. And if he wanted to cheat on on you, I wouldn't want him anyway." And then she like glugs all the wine and leaves to go and sort the trip out. Yeah, d- the end of that.
2: Daisy's like, come, come to the back room of the Rovers. Let me show you how it all works behind the scenes. And literally, it's a ninety-second chat that they had there, isn't it? Well,
1: this is like what always happens, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, sometimes they make you believe that we've just popped in and just catching the end of a conversation, yeah, that's but this true. is literally the whole conversation. And she's like down in the wine, and off she goes. Yeah, because there is still more trip stuff to do. TA, I mean, fair enough if Daniel's going to be working during the Easter holidays, fair enough. But TAs absolutely do not get paid enough to be able to no, do this. She's got to have some, some sort of motivation here. Mm. Is she, do you reckon she is going to prey on Daniel?
1: I don't know. I it, mean, I just want to say also, this we've been away in London this week, but you've still been working.
2: I have been doing a little oh, bit of work. Which I thought you
1: wouldn't do, so I've been I've a been bit annoyed. Most, I've
2: been mostly doing it while you've been asleep in the morning. No, you haven't. I have got up a bit early to do some work. I know, but it's silly, isn't it? You've seen a lot of me anyway. More, 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 than, more usual. than usual. More than usual. I may be in school a lot of next week. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, I what? What's Daisy gonna do when they go off to Edinburgh? I can't bring myself to care. Afterwards. I
1: don't care I about this. This I is kind the trouble. Of enjoy I'm it. not like, oh no, I don't. It's one of these things. Sometimes I'm like, I overthink everything about a storyline, and it really is not that deep. And then other times, there are clearly things that I should be wondering, and I, it doesn't even the thought does not even cross my mind because I'm not interested. So I should be going. Oh, I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if. Um, Nikki has a secret plan to seduce Daniel. I wonder if Daniel will get the wrong end of the stick and think that Nikki's coming on to him, and maybe he'll, in a fit of um, romance in the in uh, Scotland's capital, fall in love with her. Or
2: I want there to be a comedy scene where where Daniel's in his hotel room and. And Nikki comes in with a bottle of something or other, and then she has to like hide behind the sofa when Mrs. Crawshaw comes in in a in a slinky Negligee or something, and uh, yeah, something along those lines. I don't know, but I, I'm I'm not not interested in this. When the story comes up, I'm like, okay, let's see what they're up to next. But I can I can absolutely take it or leave it. I quite like the, all of the characters involved. All, uh, the characters involved ah. and, and, and I was interested in seeing that they've decided to um, develop the character of Mrs. Crawshaw a bit more this week well, taking her in a direction that didn't necessarily fit with what I had in my head canon flattering. about what she's like well
1: she always had a very competent and professional veneer didn't she and she's very well turned out yeah and, um, and now secret, she's just a
2: blubbering mess
1: my secret wish was that she was in um she was married to Dr. Gaddis, and they were uh a yeah. couple um, yeah. because they both have such amazing hair.
2: We did hear about Dr. Gaddas's wife a month or two ago, didn't we? And yeah. we thought, could it be Mrs. It Crawshaw? Be?
1: And it isn't.
2: Yeah, because all, all it takes is to have amazing, amazing grey hair. Yeah. I and mean, clearly you're in a couple together. Yeah. But uh, alas. Well, if your
1: hair matches, that's definitely. Just, that's
2: just going to have to stay on the uh, the Cory well, fan fiction listen, sites, isn't it?
1: Now Mrs. Crawshaw is uh, fan- single and fancy free and she's been rejected by Daniel. She might decide as do many a Coronation Street character, to just spontaneously change her sexuality oh, yeah, she at the do stage a in life and just suddenly become a lesbian.
2: Yeah. Because Watch bisexuals the don't exist on this show. Watch the space. I'm just surprised that she's still in it. Like She, she seemed like she was going to be in a couple of scenes earlier well, this year, but they just can't let her go.
1: It's a very interesting um, pivot Coronation Street is doing at the moment to um, have more teenage characters... Storylines and having Mrs. Crawshaw and Daniel uh, uh, being in the school is beneficial because then you've got two characters who are older who can also sort of pop in and out of those stories and also have their own stories at at Mm. school. And now you've got Nikki there being a TA as well.
2: This is reminding me a little bit of when Ken and Mrs. Jeffers had their illicit affair back in the 90s. There's just something about these Barlow men that the older teachers just can't keep their hands off them. They're just so. Sexily intellectual.
1: Something about a man who knows how to put an apostrophe...
2: Yeah, totally. ...into
1: its um, in the correct way. What was way. going
2: on with Nikki's daughter this week? Well, they introduced Where did she her. come from? Like, Hello, I've got a daughter, Macy. No, well, I've she, talked about her maybe before. Yeah, she, she,
1: that's why she wanted the money originally that, that Daniel gave her to go to live in St Anne's to work in her, the dream job that she's always wanted to do, which is to be something, something... B and B, and then she came back going, "I'm not a B and B person anymore. I'm a TA." And Daniel hasn't said, "Where's the cash then that I gave you? Why did you need five grand?" Mm. We've spoken before about Nikki and how her story didn't make any sense, but at least we got to see Maisie, who she was doing it all for.
2: Is um. Oh, so I'm wondering whether Daisy's part of her jealous revenge plan is going to involve something with with Maisie. What do you mean,
1: he- jealous revenge? well
2: daisy is obviously jealous of daniel and nikki at the moment and is is she going to be like i wonder whether Daisy's going to agree to look after macy while nikki goes off to edinburgh because she's she's going to be she's going to be going on this trip because why else would she be getting? well i mean why are they talking about this trip if they're not
1: going to go yeah yeah
2: so macy macy's going to be needing um I look her after her, isn't she? Yeah. So I think Daisy's gonna say, Yeah, she can come and live with me and maybe she's gonna drown Macy in a swimming pool like she drowned Tom in a swimming pool. I mean,
1: it would be tit for tat, wouldn't it, it? Happened. You you seduce my husband, my boyfriend, I drown your child in a swimming pool.
2: I think she's gonna she's gonna use her somehow in a scheme, schooner, I don't know exactly how. Right. The Faye storyline and also the box packing Malarkey. So um that, some sort of sales competition between Faye and Michael on Monday was there. I kind of missed that. And it turns out that Kirk wins it because he's actually the next Alan Sugar. And who'd have thought it? After all this time that he's been just stacking boxes. I don't know. He's managed, I... he talked to Mr. Geronimo on the phone and just the name. Oh, Mr. I, Mr. Need, Geronimo, I need that's people not a name. to
1: understand that just because something sounds funny, it doesn't mean it's a story.
2: There was this just people in the writers' room going, What if Kirk was really good at sales? Somebody's been watching The Apprentice.
1: Somebody watched The Apprentice, however long ago it was on, and went,
2: Ha ha ha. I think it's only just finished.
1: Well, exactly. So it's been on for like eight weeks or something.
2: Yeah. What if I it did. was Kirk?
1: Wouldn't it be funny? So
2: anyway, that Not kind really, of no. that straddles Monday and Friday's episode. Kirk being this secret new salesman. Wednesday is all about Faye and Craig. Because yeah. she's got a fertility out now. Probably the same one that Sarah's got. Um, Beth finds Craig looking a bit sad later in the episode. And he says, look... Don't tell anybody this secret, just like just like Mrs. Crawshaw and Daniel. Don't tell anyone, but we're trying for a baby. But I'm not actually sure that I want one. It's a bit too soon, isn't it? Plus, we haven't got any money. And Beth says, look, you need to tell Faye how you feel if you're not up for being a dad. But he says, I can't. She's so happy. I'll tell her in 18 years when the baby's moved out or something.
1: That's the best approach.
2: Yeah. So Beth, like Daniel, isn't able to keep this secret for very long. She um, talks to Faye later and says... Uh, well, you know, you, Craigie's not so keen on being a dad. And then she goes and tells Craig what she says, and he's not happy about that because he said it to her in confidence. So Faye and Craig have it out later in the flat. Although when he says, you know what, Faye, you, my mum was right, I don't really want a baby, she's like, No, me neither.
1: Thank God you said something Thank before we goodness. brought a child into this world.
2: Yes, and just to top off this little bit of a... <sighs> whatever it is That's a silly story um, Craig and Faye go into the pub and have a classic Corrie fake out with Beth because Craig's making out that oh thanks ma'am. now Faye's dumped me not really we're just not going to have a baby oh how we laughed at that and then we're back on Friday with a box competition thing Kirk's in a suit he's got his big sales meeting with Mr Geronimo who is an infuriatingly perky Irritating. I don't know.
1: I just also need them to think of funnier. Like I'm Geronimo is a funny word, but it's too on the nose to be funny as a as a name.
2: I know, I know. It's
1: like it can't. It's funny if it was a real name, but it's not funny for a fictional name because it's obviously made up. Mm. It's like calling him Mister Farts or something. He
2: was and he was a very very annoying person, but and definitely at Kirk's level. But anyway, that he he ends up Kirk ends up winning him it's over common
1: man's touch. by having
2: a box building competition or something. And yet somehow, despite the fact that it was clearly just a massive fluke that he managed to do this, by the end of the episode, Beth has managed to cajole Sarah Louise and Carla into giving Kirk a promotion. Although it's not a real promotion, he's just got a title of extra office administrator.
1: Someone's got to pick up the slack while Toy is flouncing around on the cobbles having arguments with drug addicts.
2: It was was all a bit nonsense, wasn't it? Come on, it really was. Well, it was was. a
1: funny, Michael, Carnation Street returned to its comedy origins.
2: Uh, Thank you, Ian McLeod.
1: Ina Sharples is furious.
2: Mm. Um, I'm glad that Faye and Craig haven't had a. uh, Aunt's having a baby, at least.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's far too many characters who, whether by design or accident, end up having children incredibly young and then fumbling their way through it. It's nice to see two people acknowledging that sometimes, I know accidents happen, but you can also plan your family (laughs) should you so desire.
2: And they've not really been going out for that long either, have they? No. They kind of fell in love a little bit. I mean, they've been... They've been well, drawn know, one, together for many years. One look up
1: that skirt while she was giving birth, and he was hopelessly smitten for the rest of his life. Yeah,
2: but they've not really built a long-term, stable, loving relationship. You to should which really, yeah, a child is ready to be born.
1: You should know. So
2: you g- should be give it a bit of time. Maybe I would a say. year, I would say. I don't know how long they've been dating. Bit like living than this. together, they
1: haven't. How long have they been living? They haven't actually ever lived together as a couple. No, they've lived as flatmates. Just been flatmates had... with,
2: with Tyrone yeah. and Emma. Now, now they're on their own, aren't they? Has Tyrone moved Tyrone's out? Yeah, moved back back out. Tyrone's yeah, he's back at number Evelyn. nine, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah give I,
1: it give it a bit longer. Well they're yeah. doing the right thing. Also,
2: I wish. That's good. I wish. Beth would just would, would just butt out. And I know that was kind of the lesson that she was supposed to be learning this week, but it's true. She's she's too um she she needs to see that her Craigie has grown up. Yeah. And and get a life of her own, really. She's um she's just she's very, very um immature God in the way that she treats him.
1: When they do actually have a child because she's gonna be the most insufferable grandparent on the street.
2: Mm. Summer Gemma.
1: Summer burnout. Wednesday, Summer's been reading all night and she's fallen asleep on the sofa and gets told off by Billy, who thinks that she is not looking after herself. And he tells her he's going to lock the books away once the exams are over. Ardy comes around to see her and she sends him on his way because she's revised hard. and Billy warns her that she shouldn't be pushing her mates away and tells her to at least go for a walk or something. Oh, calm down. Too much fun for one kid. <laughs> Billy come, comes back from church and someone says she went for a walk in the woods and he says, actually you didn't because I took to your boots and they're spotless. And she comes clean, but she says, look, I needed to work and I didn't need to go on a woodland ramble. Tell you what what funny thing I used to do when I was um, revising, which I don't think ever actually helped me, Mm. but it was a way to assuage my guilt of not doing as much revision as I probably should have done. And that was, I used to record myself talking, reading my notes out, and then play it to myself when I was asleep.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Subliminal revision there.
1: It didn't work. Billy goes and finds Amy in the street and asks if she could try revising with... Uh, Summer to keep her company and basically slow her down and Amy, Amy's like yes okay I can do that for my friend. So on Friday she comes around to invite Summer for a revision session and a cake and some tea at Roy's. So they go to the cafe together after she's finally been convinced and Amy says Um, you know what this is really boring why don't we go for an easter egg hunt and Roy gives them a free bacon roll and Summer's not very happy about this because she wanted first of all she wanted to share a cake and now she's being forced to eat a bacon roll as well and she's worrying about her weight still um they come back to the flat together and Summer can't get rid of Amy quick enough and um she she Amy leaves and immediately Summer runs into the bathroom and begins to throw up Amy comes back because she's forgotten her phone, and she hears um, her in the toilet, and she says, "Please don't tell me you've made yourself sick." And so she confronts Summer, who starts off being in denial, but Amy can see that she's lying, and she says she needs to talk to somebody if she's struggling. And then she sees Billy later, and Billy is kind of um, Billy gets her back up a little bit because of the way that he phrases the questions, and so Amy doesn't tell him that Summer's struggling with bulimia. And um, she kind of takes umbrage at the idea that she's spying on her best mate. I think she thinks she's betraying her confidence. So she doesn't tell him. And Summer thinks when Billy comes in that she has been grassed up, but actually um, Billy tells her that Amy didn't say anything. And so she's off the hook for the time being.
2: Yes, I think it's probably going to turn out that maybe something bad might happen to Summer and then Amy will regret not telling Billy and Billy will regret not noticing the signs that his um, foster daughter, stepdaughter, adopted daughter, whatever she is, is going through um, hard times.
1: I mean, after all this work, it's going to be um, ironic if she... Messes up her exams because of this eating disorder, so that's what's going to happen, isn't it?
2: Basically, (laughs)
1: biology is going to get the better of her, and she's uh, everything's going to catch up with her, and she's going to faint in an exam and accidentally skew her eyeball on a pencil and blind herself, maybe. That would be my
2: prediction. Yeah, I don't know. I this is another one of these stories that it's like I don't particularly mind when it comes on partly because I can give my brain a little bit of a break I'm not hating it, but it's very much um don't need to concentrate too hard on this quite yet there it,
1: are a lot of really interesting things going on here and it's a very important thing to talk about um, yeah it's
2: definitely relatable it'd be interesting to see what some people who are summer's age are thinking when they're watching well, it because we can't relate to this
1: if you think about summer is if you think about summers bulimia is It's not just a manifestation of her concern regarding her weight and um, eating and and stuff, but also her desperately trying to regain control of her life because diabetes is kind of in control of her life and it dictates everything that she does and when she does it and how she can do it and, you know, having to test her blood and take this and that Mm. and not uh, avoid this or eat that when she doesn't necessarily want to. So she has no control there and she can't control her stress levels and she can't control whether she has an exam or not, this is all out outside of her ability to decide what to do. So the one thing she can decide to do and take control of is, well, if I'm going to eat this, I can be sick if I want to. Mm. And so that, that makes sense from a psychological point of view. But obviously it's incredibly dangerous for you, not just if you're a diabetic, but also anybody, because it ruins your... You know, for one thing, it ruins your teeth. And if you're concerned about the way you look, you know, that it, it messes your teeth up. The acid from the vomit will erode your enamel, and that's not good. Mm. And it's going it, to... Just don't take your health for granted. This is the thing. You've got a poor summer here who has has learned the, the horrible lesson too young that you can't guarantee that you'll be healthy. No matter if, how you feel, health is... A gift that can be taken away so quickly. Don't add to the the problems mm. by giving yourself another issue.
2: Yeah, I cause the. But feel... she's
1: smart enough to know this is the, this is the sad tragedy. She's smart enough to know what she, what's happening to her and that this is not the solution. But she's compelled somehow to do it, and that's the tragedy of these these psychological issues and mental health problems. You can be as smart as you like, but you're not you're not immune to mental health tr- crises.
2: No. I, I kind of wish that um Amy and Billy and Ardy would all get their heads together on this because they can all sense that something's wrong here, but they're kind of acting independently they of haven't each other. Joined aren't up they? The dots. they need to organise some kind of intervention here for them. Um, especially Ardy because they they're kind of teasing him on the outskirts of this story. Like again, he wasn't in it this week, was he? But I feel that he's an important element of summer of the summer storyline. And, um, yeah, they just, they just need to join the dots a little bit more.
1: Well, and, uh, bulimia is, is quite a tricky thing prob- to catch. Because they, they, they
2: can't solve the problem for her either. They can't take her diabetes away, can they?
1: I just really feel so bad for Summer.
2: I do, I do as well. She's trying her I think... best
1: to be good. And this is the other thing, too. Like, when you're a kid, you kind of believe the propaganda that if you follow the rules and you're a good person and you do what you're told when you're told to do it and you follow all the rules, life will unfold itself like a beautiful yellow brick road all the way to paradise and you'll just skip happily along and get to the Emerald City and people will give you a mansion and a nice, you know, two kids and a swimming pool. That's not how things work. And she's slowly realising that because fate has dealt her a cruel hand by giving her diabetes. Mm. You know, she's, she's done everything right and yet she's still suffering from how cruel... Life it's not, be.
2: but yeah, I mean, it's not. If it wasn't bad enough that her dad died, I know tragically young age, oh, and and as the mum, dad, I can't remember what the situation with Summer's mum is, but yeah, she's had a pretty rough life. I just think that I'd probably be feeling a bit more bad for her with the old Summer. I still, after all this time, when I think it's possibly too late now, I don't know whether it's going to happen. I can't quite get used to Harriet's Summer. I, I, I have now. I just, I just think I preferred Matilda's summer, and I don't think, I don't think that's a, an unusual viewpoint as well. I've seen other people saying mm. this. I, it's not that she's playing her badly or anything. I just really, really liked Matilda's summer.
1: I also, th- I, 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 you know, I can see where you're coming from. I think I've totally accepted her, and I also think that the wardrobe department have calmed down a little bit, and they're not dressing her like a weird, yeah idea of what a teenage Dungarees, girl looks pig-tailed. like from 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 um old back issues of bunty from nineteen eighty six.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well now she's you know, she's what, seventeen or something, isn't she? So time she for...
1: catching up with herself. Yeah,
2: she is she is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Never mind that Harriet is gonna be like, what, thirty by the time that summer hits twenty or something, but anyway No
1: more questions.
2: Chess story Gemma and um, Sam's got a bit of a crush this week on Jelena. And I have worked out what this girl's name now is, because I looked it up in the synopsis. J-A-L-E-N-A. Jelena is his opponent. And she, um, her dad sends a message to Nick on Monday saying, oh, she really wants to play Sam at chess again. And Sam's like, yes, please. So um, they decide to organise a tournament together together. Um,
0: Oh, God, this
2: boring. And, and, and Janina has to go off to the dentist partway through and hopes they're watching, saying, I know why you're losing because Sam's doing really terribly against her. She says, You fancy her. And Sam says, Look, you're not allowed to tell anybody. This is classified not even information.
1: Illicit childhood romance a la my girl can save this chess plot.
2: <laughs> I don't mind it now. The chess bits, kind of the the beast that plots to Sam's first listen, romance. Can I, just I think say, it's quite cute.
1: That this is just going to dissolve into um, fl- chess-based flirting, and I can't follow that. I, don't, I can't I, even follow normal chess. Yeah. How do you flirt with a pawn?
2: <laughs> I don't think it can get too raunchy, because this is Sam know, we're talking about. I know, I know children. <laughs> Although, doesn't Jelena look massively too old for him? I yes. don't know how old Jelena's supposed to be, whether she's also she's supposed a bit to be of a growth six, or is she a bit of a Jack Webster here?
1: Whenever they have two kids on TV who look completely mismatched for how mature and advanced they are for their age, I just think they must definitely be the same age because nobody would cast somebody that looks so completely different (laughs) from the other person.
2: Anyway, Roy suggests to Sam that he get some romance advice from Mr. Lover Lover himself, Nick Tilsley. And um, at least Nick doesn't say, look, Sam, all you need to do is wait, what? Four years, and you can take her off to Gretna Green yeah. and get a ring on that finger.
1: Yep, or prove how much you love her by wading into the sea and nearly drowning in quicksand. He
2: gives the the, the age old classic advice of just be yourself, son.
1: Just be yourself. Never do that. That's the right, yep, thing. Yeah, I gave to do. some good Trick advice them, today. Fool them. Force them into an early marriage and then they can't escape. <laughs>
2: Anyway, um, the, the, she, she returns from the dentist later, does Jelena. Sam beats her in the game of chess, that is. Uh, and she is very <laughs> gracious about it as well. So everything everything is looking is he, just lovely. Is she teaching
1: him the way to be a gracious loser?
2: Well, I think maybe she is. Wow, beautiful. Um, so... I, I don't Set know whether it. that that was yeah. that was all we got for oh, this. I I, I I I think it is a little bit. sweet. I'm just
1: against. Don't you chess. think
2: it's Don't you think it's kind of sweet, Sam, with his first little crush? Yeah, I just Some wish people it I've... wasn't
1: done through the medium of chess. What What's wrong with other hearty out like outdoor pursuits like volleyball or cross country racing? Because this is Sam or... we're
2: talking about here.
1: All right, then. How about um, space camp?
2: He's not into space anymore. she He's be gone off it. Speak. That's Could not his specialist how, interest.
1: What's more romantic than a moonlit field where you're observing the stars? Mm. Just ask Curly.
2: Um, I, I think that maybe um, she's not. I think he's going to kind of build himself up to tell her how he, he fancies her or something, and she's going to rebuff him because um, if he can't deal with losing at a chess match, what is he going to be like when he gets his first romantic um, rebuttal? And uh she's she get, and she's like, No, sorry, I'm not interested in you like that. Like, and oh he's gonna be so sad. He's maybe gonna go it'll be mute like again.
1: The end of um Love actually, where spoilers, if you haven't watched it Everybody's seen Love actually. Um, the, the lady the girl moves to America.
2: No no. I think that she's just gonna say I'm not interested, and then he has to shake her hand or something. But well maybe
1: can't. she maybe she's gay. Children, maybe. children are very advanced these days. I've had a lot of them have mortgages now.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying this. I mean, I think generally all all of the stories, apart from maybe the the Faye and Craig and Kirk one, I had some <laughs> kind of interest in. But yeah, yeah, all I'm just very being much,
1: sarcastic because I'm being being bitching.
2: It just very much paled in comparison to the Abbey Toya Imran storyline, which, drama. as you can tell from the quantity of discussion we've had on that storyline compared to the other one, yeah. that kind of got my interest it a little bit more this brains. week. But um, it, well, it wasn't a bad week, I thought.
1: I just can't cope with it. You know what? I'm losing sleep over this um, Imran and Toya storyline. Oh, uh, Yeah. I'm getting over I'm getting anxious, it's making me anxious.
2: It's just sad that they're it clearly they're clearly doomed, doomed and I can't doomed, doomed. i just I kind of want to know where the toy really is um got, I can't play, cope with play it. In the long I con genuinely here.
1: can't cope with it, oh,
2: but it's good. it means they are invested in it much better that than be than be apathetic towards it, so but it's not healthy. Do you have a score out of five for this week? Gemma
1: I think I'm gonna have to give it three and a half because mm. I, I really, really, yeah, I've got myself um, wound up with the um, Habibi, baby, baby, baby. The other stories and were just
2: fine. They didn't drag it down, but yeah. I don't just know whether they would four.
1: have been more, more interesting in a in a week that, in a different week. Like, Maybe. is it compared, but via comparison. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to feel the same way about the Habib uh, baby story as, as I do. No. Um, some people no doubt find it incredibly frustrating Some people and are saying annoying. this
2: story's been going on non-stop mm. for about five weeks now when we're going to have a breather from it, but I don't care. So I'm going to give this three and a half big strong men to fix Toya out of five. What about you?
1: I'm going to give it three and a half Christian holidays celebrated with chocolate. And I'm going to tell nice. you, Billy, you can celebrate uh, with chocolate every day of your life if you want to. Yeah, do but it. Just don't rub it into your diabetic daughter's face.
2: Character of the Week's a tricky one because it kind of has to be either Imran or Abby or, or Toya, doesn't it? Or maybe, maybe Leanne or Roy possibly for their interventions in here. Well, but see, I think it's I difficult say... to, to, to kind of pin your, pin your badge on any to... of those three because they've all done things that you kind of think, oh, they weren't the best choice.
1: I want to say, don't want to be mean here, and I know this is going to be controversial, but when Roy sort of, like, uh, crab walked up to, to Abby with his broom in hand, I thought, do sod off, Roy. <laughs> stop picking stop sides. stop so
2: damn wise.
1: Stop telling her what to do and helping her, because I want her to fail.
2: <laughs> so you're not going to go for Roy's character of the week either?
1: No, I I... I found his involvement in this disconcerting because he is definitely the, you know, he's the moral backbone of the show, and by him picking Abby, it's obvious whose side we're supposed to be on in this storyline. And the question really is only when will Toya wake up and realise what she's doing? Um, I, I I think that I think that's where the story is headed. Honestly, I think it's going it's going to be a bit of a um, a redemption arc for for Toya. I think she's setting herself up to be like the Cruella De Vil of abandoned children, like snatching them up to try and make fur coats out of them. And she's gonna have to come to her senses and realize that if Roy's not on her side, then she's up to no good. Mm. That's what I think is gonna happen. And I then, think um, I think Imran's gonna continue in his with his pursuit. The trouble is, you know, Toya's Toya's motivations. it's really difficult because in a sense they're more pure than Imran's but also not because she knows that she's doing the wrong thing
2: but is she doing the right thing
1: She's doing the wrong thing. I, to do I think the right I'm gonna, thing. I
2: think I'm gonna have to give this character of the week to Toya, not because I am siding with every decision and action that she would made this week, just because I've found I've been the most interested to see what she does next and how she reacts to things. And uh, how and, long can you live a lie and
1: convince yourself that you're the hero when you're the villain? Yeah, I really... and, and Georgia
2: has just been fabulously. All, all, all oh yeah, of we have said enough players. about about this. All performances, just brilliant. But um yeah, Georgia that she's fact, so so good.
1: The fact of the matter is, if you look online, most of the criticism or, or I would say of all of the criticism is based out the characters and that's how you know the actors are doing a good job.
2: That's very true because you know you can tell very quickly if there's a story where the the, the online Twitter brigade or Digital Spy Forum lot don't like a, a, an actor's job because they will criticise the actor, won't yeah, they? Yeah, um, But I've, like, I've everybody seen everybody is this. just critici- Everyone, yeah. yeah, like
1: they're they're really talking about these characters as though they're real people, like just like we Georgia are. Georgia makes and it saying, very
2: very real and oh, believable. I, you know, yeah, and I hate the, the Toya. I can't believe she's doing she gives, this. That and the other thing. Yeah, she. Yeah, I, I I'm totally buying I'm it. I'm giving it's it to Toya
1: good. if only just for her Monday wine-fuelled rampage, which I that quite enjoyed. But you know, I kind of want to give her a bit a slap for kissing Adam because it just fuels his ego.
2: <laughs> I know, I can't believe that. Of all the men. With everything that she got up to this week, she's getting double carrot to the week. Sending Elsie off on pretend. her way only for the next day, yep. saying, oh, if only I kept hold of you for another day, you probably I'm just going to pretend
1: she didn't kiss Adam because it's stupid.
2: It is a very stupid thing. It was very much, uh, oh, let's have a cliffhanger. Especially because there was no comeback there was no, from it. There was it was nice that Sarah didn't do anything, but come no, on. No Toya deeper wouldn't meaning do that. to it whatsoever. Toya would not do that. I don't think anyway. I think of all those
1: there. PCR tests that had to be done just for that.
2: <laughs> right, I think we're done with this week's street talk. I reckon. Let's move on to some news. Ooh, scandal. It's the news, cabin time. Well, that's not the noise that the cabin makes, is it? What noise does shuffling newspapers make? Shh, shh, time for the news. And we have got news this week. The British Soap Awards are back, Gemma. Oh, yes, for the first time since when was it 2019 must have been pre-pandemic it's been a jolly long time since the british soap awards were last on our tellies and they are back this june at the hackney empire in london excited thrilled thrilled Look, it's just thrilled you can tell in her voice it's amazing hopefully we're going to be able to get across that because we've done the last few British soap awards it's amazing it's very very hot at the Hackney Empire so if anyone's planning to go along then bring yourself an electric fan um, I guess that um, next Tuesday when the nominations go up online you will also be able to snag yourself some tickets as well I'm just kind of imagining that so we will see if we can do that but Gemma there's been changes afoot with the British soap awards haven't there
1: yes there have <laughs>
2: Such as? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Well, Gemma. When it's
1: written down, I know what it is.
2: Well, well, there is not a best actor or actress anymore. Shocking news, turn of events.
1: I can't believe it's taken an award show to let me know that we have finally reached equality of the sexes. I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the British Soap Awards, <laughs> so I'm entirely grateful for them for letting me finally know that I have equality, I've won it. With you, so it's that's it's, really it's nice. one step
2: forward. I don't like this change. So um, I think it's offensive. They, they they used to be best actor and best actress, and now there's best leading performer. And I get why they're doing it, and they're saying, "I, well,
1: I know why they because they're, they're terrified, and they don't know what to do about people who are non-binary or trans." And I think it's just. Ridiculous.
2: I think it's. I just think it's a shame that it's. I completely see it as stealing the chance of an award away from an awesome soap actor or actress out there. And it's also
1: stupid because I'm sorry, men and women don't have the same type of stories in soaps. No, and um, how you know how many that.
2: If anything, in a soap, this is a, a, almost unfair to the men, I think. I, I don't know, it'd be very interesting to see whether it is a male or a female. Well, the other thing uh, I'm going to point performer. out as
1: well is that they're going to be conscious of the fact that they're going to be scrutinized over who, which sex of the person gets the award. And if it's, you know, if it gets to the third year in a row and they've got maybe their, you know, the previous two years are going to be women, they're going to be going, oh gosh, we better make sure it's a man that wins. I just really think they've stitched themselves up here and it's through fear and ignorance.
2: Well, th- this and is I know a... that
1: people say, are going to say it's progressive and I'm not even drunk. I was going to get drunk and like rant about this, but I'm not drunk at all. I'm completely sober and I find this dire. I think it's absolutely dire and I don't think it's fair on anybody and I think that to pretend that men and women get judged the same for the same job is not true and i also don't think that male and female performers and soaps are expected to do the same thing
2: certainly not as much crying if you're a man
1: i was gonna say why don't we instead if they're scared of like dividing via sex then why don't we divide in a different way why don't we have um a category for the best actors who get cast as pregnant mothers and then get killed off young that could be <laughs> one best actor who could be cast as Doctor Who and then get accused of ruining it or the same <laughs> for James Bond best actors who might be accused of being a bit too emotional and others um, best actors who if they became Prime Minister people would make jokes about them being on their period you had or on others um best characters who could sell diet pills on instagram and others <laughs> you're looking at you have written um, all these times, you are looking at your okay. phone at best moment. actors who can celebrate 100 years of being able to vote in the united <laughs> kingdom in 2028 and others Anything um more? best actors <laughs> who if we write something on twitter about their character we will get comments about the way they look and yeah. others yeah Divide it like that. I'm, I'm just saying. Best factors you get given storylines where they're asked to cry a lot. And others.
2: I just think it's it's a real shame because, I mean, already it's difficult to get that award because it's, you know, it's the, the top accolade there. And you're just stealing it away from somebody else. And the other weird thing, being the British Soap Awards, is that they've still got this best dramatic performance category, which they've always had. And I always thought that was a little bit silly because I, I can't remember whether... Maybe, maybe it wasn't the same person who got Best Actor or Actress and also got Best Dramatic Performance because they used to have Best Male Dramatic Performance and Best Female Dramatic Performance as well. So that really was superfluous. Like I said, there were too many there. So if they wanted to just reduce the number of category numbers, I would say get rid of that one and just keep the Best Soap Actor and Actress. But hey, that's all I we're think We're not in charge it. of it.
1: I just think that there will be a humiliating return to uh, sexed categories. I don't think it's i i I think that this the the idea that men and women are completely equal and there's no difference between us is wrong and i think if you're going to do it because you're scared of um, offending people or or worrying about where you're going to include or not include trans people you're ignoring the fact that trans people you know identify with the sex that they've um trans into. You see i Yeah, I do don't know people... whether there are
2: any non-binary actors on other sides. That's soaps. the only thing
1: I keep thinking. It's non-binary people. It's very difficult, and it's not fair on them. Where do they? Where do they get slotted in? That, but I, I, is that a problem? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I know there's one And also, they or two couldn't people. have a category
2: just for those people because there'd be so few people that would be able to be in this category. I just it's... think
1: that it's a solution to a problem that is. Un- inelegant and ignorant mm. and it it's it's pseudo progressive it's not progressive at all
2: let's let's be positive about this no, who
1: I'm, I'm gonna uninvite myself to the british Soap awards i can't in all good concert. no we definitely
2: need to go so we can heckle who do we think from coronation street is going to get the nomination there because it's tuesday that these nominations are coming out i think i think we're going to be seeing sally carman on these ones, I think that she might get that. I, I think she deserves. I mean, the only it's good, going to be between her and Millie.
1: The only good thing I can think of is that maybe this might kick people up the bum to say, "Well, what are we doing for the men here? Are we gonna are we are we making all of our male actors ineligible for um, a best what is it best leading performer because we're not giving them any stories that mean that they get the, the the limelight and it's just the women? I don't know.
2: It'd be interesting to see how it goes down, Gemma. Any, any um, nominees from you for Best Leading Performer or Best Dramatic no. Performance? Um, I just I,
1: I understand why people think this is a good idea and I'm sorry if I'm if I'm crapping on anybody who thinks that this is the right way to go I don't agree with it but you know if this is what you think is the right way to go with it you've won so I don't I don't know why you'd be mad at me not liking <laughs> it because you've won you what you wanted you? you've got it
2: moving on so we have also got a new category this year for best family which the inside soap awards have had for a little while that's one that Coronation Street I don't think is ever going to stand much of a chance of winning if they stay with things that, as they are at the moment, because like big family units haven't been a thing focus. on Cori, has it? And
1: isn't it interesting too th- to think of the fact that the the soap awards could, in in a very real sense, actually influence the way that stories are, are going to be thought about mm. in writers' rooms? You know, we've already said, oh, is this gonna is is merging the two gonna change the way the writers write for men and women? It, uh, is it going to change the way that they think about family units? To to say that there's a family, and is this a you know is this a positive thing? I'm going to say yeah, because, um you know family units are really important in soaps, and Coronation Street's certainly done a lot of things about parents and and children recently, so that's quite interesting and positive. Yeah. But you know Michael, what about people that don't have families? What about the biological families versus the families that you? You gather along the way. Exactly in your what, life. what
2: gets included, I don't know. I mean I suppose I suppose family wise on Coronation Street recently, the the biggest and most familiar family have been the Winter Browns. And I don't know whether they're going to be winning any is it awards. Just to, is just
1: going to be overwhelming biological odds? Like, how many can you breed in a year? If that's the case, then I think that they do win that
2: award. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Breast British Soap, Best Leading Performer and Best Family are all viewer voter categories. So you'll be able to start voting for that on Tuesday. Boycott then it. Don't boycott it. Boycott it. Don't. I'm not going to. I'm going to vote. Best, this is my first chance to vote in, what, three years? I'm not voting at all. Panel voter categories, though. We have got Villain of the Year. Who's been... Who's we had as a villain recently on Coronation Street? Are we had any big villains? You my know, mind's going blank. Another
1: thing Another thing that I'm sure that people will point out, and is a valid point, is that these aren't gendered categories. You know, no, it's exactly. Not, not it's not best female newcomer, best male newcomer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: No, no. So,
1: in in a sense, yeah, it's stuck in the past to, to have different, and I do understand why people think that.
2: It's just, I think, because of leading performer, that's literally every person on the cask could Caster. technically be on the be in for a chance of winning this. So by making it a male and a female, at least you've you know, halved your competition. But if you're a villain of the year, then um, you're only going to have a smaller number of people to actually go up against, aren't you?
1: Do you like saying that the pool of villains is going to always be smaller?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because
1: really, the, vi- the villain can also be the leading performer.
2: It, it can indeed can indeed I mean I'm guessing that Mina from is gonna win that I this year of, yeah I don't know anything about her but I, don't
1: I want know. her to win
2: well apparently she had an awesome she exit great... episode this week I don't know um, we've got best comedy performance which sometimes Curry's done quite well at hasn't it I mean you've got the possibility of you know Evelyn I suppose um, who else is funny on Coronation Street at the moment? Sometimes they like to drag out like Mary, even if she hasn't done a whole lot. But even somebody like you know uh, Bernie could be in with a chance this year for that. Bernie's
1: been quite. She's been funny. She's hasn't been she? alright. We got a stick for not um, putting her in our uh, best.
2: Friend. Yeah, and no, our right laugh award last yeah. year, did we? So uh, could, could be, her. could be. Um, scene of the year. Um, I think Corey could possibly be in with a chance for that See one with all of the um, the kicking, said to deathness.
1: Best male scene of the year and best female scene of the year that's what there should be
2: oh yeah but yeah. you know I think a lot of them have got boys and girls in no if best I was gonna
1: female scene of the year which was when um, Leanne asked Toya for um, a spare pad. <laughs> I think that's I all women do. That one. Yeah.
2: Um, no, I think that definitely the it's big the main reveal difference between men and women. The big it's reveal really for Corey kicking Seb to death was should be at least nominated for Coronation Street for that. I guess it's, yeah, it stands. Uh, we'll just have to wait and yep, see yep. how it stands up against the others. Best on-screen partnership, Gemma. Yeah, K- good. Romantic friends. Yeah. um Curtis it's, and
1: Emma, obviously ob- next.
2: Obviously, Toya and Liam. <laughs> They're so good. Yep. Um, best newcomer. That's another one where Corey really hasn't had much recently. When we did our A Up Award last year, like Ronnie um, Bailey seemed like one of the few proper long term newcomers. So I don't know whether he kind of gets it by default. We've we've had people like um, who else has been new, you know, Phil or Stew. Or, you know, it it doesn't feel like there's been any big, big...
1: No, um, uh, not new, not new, newcomer. No. So I'd, I'd
2: be very interested to see who gets nominated for that. Um, possibly gonna go to another soap this year. Best storyline. We'll we will we will allow as long as Curry gets a few. Come on, uh, best storyline again. I think there's gonna gotta be the hate crime story that's gonna be nominated for that. Some of these feel like so long ago, don't I know, they? Really like really at do. the moment, it's like oh, it's the Abby and Toya and Imran story, but it's too late for them. They're gonna be next year, and then best single episode as well. Um... I don't know, is that going to be something just from the Horror Nation street just to (laughs) change things up? The the worst thing to happen in a soap awards for any soap is that when almost all of the categories come from the same story. Because sometimes you watch it and you think, did they only have one story in the last year? This
1: is why, in a a way, having male and female forces them a little bit out of that. But I don't know if it does. Yeah,
2: I don't know, I don't know. So, um... (laughs) So we, we we will see on Tuesday how well uh, Corey stands up against the others in the in the nomination. So don't forget to vote or boycott it if you like. If
1: you want, if the British Soap Awards wants, you know, if this is a bid to make it more serious-minded awards, why don't they have some technical categories? I well, would love that. Best directed episode, best best lighting, best makeup. There are so many special effects, and I I think I know that this is a very viewer based awards like it's it's to get people to watch it's to promote soaps it's not necessarily to educate people but i do think if people stop to think about the way that soaps are made and more attention was drawn to the technical aspect of soaps, I think people might appreciate them more.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, they do have the Tony Warren Award for that, don't they? Which is the one that's been going for, what, two, three years now? Which is awarding some behind-the-scenes person. I
1: know, but I think it's a bit patronising because these are all... all, There's no writing awards. There should be a writing award, there should be a directing award, there should be technical effects award, there should be stunt awards, there should be all these technical awards and they can make them interesting for people.
2: They just like to have all the beautiful celebrities up on the stage, don't I they, collecting their awards from Scoff.
1: I think, well, the Oscars have got rid of all their technical stuff. Nobody nobody sees those. They're not televised, are they anymore, which is unfortunate. Mm. So I guess it would be, you know, a meal gem backwards again because I'm suggesting something that's not uh, popular just, with viewers. So I just genuinely think that I know that people want to see Danny Dyer get another award for Best Geezer or whatever it is It's going to be his
2: last chance though, Gemma, um, remember he's, he's, But why not gone have
1: people know. who actually uh, well, I know the actors are, you know, are a massive part of the shows, obviously, but let's have some mm. other well, ones
2: Well, like I said, we've got the Tony Warren Award Alright, yeah, see let's just
1: throw in that one, shall one we? One
2: person to get that one. There's also the Outstanding Achievement Award um, I suppose that's anybody's um, and there's probably going to be some sort of massive tribute to uh, June Brown as well this year. I mean, year the Outstanding
1: there. Achievement Award is like, who's the oldest soap star who hasn't had the Outstanding <laughs> Achievement Award?
2: Yeah, I know. But who
1: who do we think is going to die next, and we'll be embarrassed next year when we aren't giving it to him? Uh,
2: was it was it the last time that they had the soap awards that Sue Nichols won that one? She was great. Oh, she's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that they have got rid of, um, as well as the the gendered. Uh, actor categories is the best exit, which is a really odd one.
1: Why well, get rid of that it's stupid?
2: That's that like the, the, the great soap exits are, you know, some of the most fun things to watch in, in soap and to look forward to. Like how so and so gonna go. I don't. I don't get why you would. Remove that category. Right. I understand the reasoning behind some of the other choices they made, even if you, I don't, don't completely agree, agree yeah. with them. But I don't get why they'd want to remove best exit. Get rid of best Odd dramatic one.
1: performance. That's pointless if you've got best that, leading that, I, I've thought
2: that. I've always thought that. Um, yeah.
1: And then have some technical awards and get rid of like the five-minute grandstanding weirdo speech at the end when Cagney and Lacey come on <laughs> and drone on. I remember that.
2: Let's get rid Classic of that. Classic moment.
1: That, um, thing. And also get rid of Philip Schofield.
2: No, something else. I was waiting for you to say that one. Anyway, nice to have him back. Just
1: waiting to get the outstanding achievement award for best soap. I've
2: done twenty years worth of these British soap awards. (laughs) I deserve recognition. Damn it. Anyway, voting opens on Tuesday the nineteenth of April at ten a.m. So get on over to the internet, which is probably. Why be able to do it, or you know, answers on a postcard on the
1: internet now? If you're listening to this, probably are. So you, you can now? vote for
2: best British soap, best leading performer, best family, and we will let fate decide who so wins the other. Yeah, awards. but is it an
1: open category for best family?
2: No, no. That some some will be nominated, like one person. How are they going to do? Well, in, in the inside soaps last year, I think for that category, they had the. um the snappily titled Barlow McDonalds or Let's McDonalds Barlow. They, they've
1: been so they've started being incestuous with each other. The Coronation Street's gone for so long. It's all now, just one big they're family. They're all just related, it? and everyone else is everybody's blimmin' godparents.
2: Yeah, and then the Platts is the other obvious one, but I wouldn't say they've done much this. Yeah, would, the Platts haven't been. A huge I don't huge think family, Coronation
1: Street so. is, is is in the is in the dynasty building phase of of story bit, no. lining at the it, moment is... it
2: has been in the past it we has definitely dentists. it
1: really really has been like the Platt's dominated the first like five years of the, of the podcast mm, the storylines mm. for them but no more alas No, sad, alas, yeah, indeed.
2: anyway so um, that, that's that maybe there'll be some fantastic exits this year and they'll decide that they have changed their minds next year and they just want to give Emma's back of the taxi at <laughs> shout out in 2023. Yeah, if we haven't gotten better by Yes. Anyway, so that's that bit of news. And what else have we got this week?
1: Well, there's Happy Birthday Bill, which is going to be on Tuesday, the 19th of April. Oh
2: yes, it's next week, isn't it? We talked, um, for about an this. Hour. we talked about this on the podcast a couple of uh, weeks ago, didn't we? I, I assumed it would be towards the end of the month, you know, like when his birthday is. But no, it's a little bit sooner. doesn't matter. So that's something to look forward to this week. Um, we maybe actually will watch that because we didn't watch the, um, the Maureen and Ruler thing this week, did we? The oh, DNA no. Journeys. We did not watch that, but we may actually watch this one. So if you're a fan of William Roach, and who isn't? Who isn't? Then tune yourself into ITV on Tuesday the 19th of April between eight and nine and also on the topic of what's on TV next week there is some um, special Coronation Street bits and pieces on ITV3 on Easter Monday um, there's, there's there's a whole you know three hours or so of it of, uh, of specially chosen ITV3 episode no. Yeah, you know, just general Coronation Street on ITV next Monday. Um, it seems like it's mostly Ken and Deirdre sort of stuff. At 10, it all kicks off at ten twenty-five on Monday morning, where they're showing the very first episode. If you haven't seen that, what's going on? Make sure you watch it. Watch it, it for it's goodness' sake. Quite s- important. It's going to be shown history. until
1: everybody's seen it.
2: Yeah, well, they're just going to keep putting yeah. on everybody. So you
1: might as well um, watch it.
2: And then the episodes are running through till about half past two or so in the afternoon, and there's things like Ken and Deirdre's wedding, and Ken's uh, affair with Wendy Crozier, and Ken finds out that Deirdre's had an affair with Dev, and, and so on and so on. I think the last episode that's on at 2.05, the, the synopsis that I found was Deirdre's party is dealt a shattering blow. I'm guessing is this that the that's the Deirdre- Gate. <laughs> No, no. What the the after trifle gate? Yeah, I'm imagining this is possibly the Deirdre is actually dead and she's not coming to the party episode. No. Possibly, I'm imagining what a that horrible sort of way
1: test. to to end the Easter Mondays it it's not be, like she's going to come back like Jesus
2: it might be that one I don't know you can probably find out what's wrong I've with a nice feel research. good
1: episode
2: what like Peter Barlow's Demons Takeover which is also on mm-hmm. the, this again Stephen Karen's Wedding I don't know how don't know why they're sneaking that one in there just so it's why not wall to wall Ken and Deirdre but anyway how you if pick? you like the old Corrie episodes do watch this on ITV3 on Easter Monday um, and finally, well, almost finally, has been most, there's been scandal this week, aren't there, Gemma?
0: You
1: want to have this. Gemma it? says
2: this is gossip. I say this is definitely news and worth talking about because there's there's a bit of an odd story behind this one. So the news broke a couple of days ago about um, a Corrie um, walk-on actor who was fired allegedly reportedly allegedly just keep saying that many times for taking a selfie on set so this chap's called matthew davidge and he's been um as a background artist on coronation street for 36 years like since the 1980s no longer um and the story went um that he was um andy peters the the well-loved and um jolly and buff good morning britain tv presenter was doing a spot there the other week. And, um, and and this guy, um, what's his name? I've forgotten already. Matthew um, went up to him and asked him for a selfie on his phone. Fine, but um, now it is not fine because apparently you're not allowed to use your cameras. Your your phone's on set. That's it, isn't it?
1: This is this is the story.
2: This is the st- allegedly
1: reportedly,
2: apparently,
1: reported allegedly,
2: he breached the terms of his contract because you're not allowed to use your mobile phones on set. Oh,
1: dear, and this some is some people this are was, in trouble then.
2: This was sounding very suspicious because I mean, we've certainly seen plenty of on set camera photos um, yeah. or mobile phone photos from various um, members of the Coronation Street cast and crew over the years. Um, so, I was thinking there's something a bit more to it than this. The Coronation Street's spokesman reporting on this said well not reporting on you know commenting on this said during filming of a GMB competition segment on the set last week a walk-on artist was seen breaching filming protocols and his agent was notified they decided on a course of action Andy Peters was not aware of this complaint so it wasn't Andy Peters going I can't believe it to sell with me Andy Peters he didn't even, he didn't even pay me the, the standard £50 pounds.
1: When this originally got reported, a lot was made of Andy Peters' involvement. Yes. But it feels like he had no idea this was happening. No. And I'm sure he's really annoyed to see his name in the papers, um as though he's some kind of massive diva. He may well be, but... Yeah, who who knows? knows? But,
2: uh, yeah, Mr. David, Matthew David said to The Sun, I'm speechless. I've worked on the set of Corrie on and off since 1986. I've never had a complaint and I've loved every minute of it. Now it's all over. You're not supposed to have your phone out on set, but everyone does. It's a rule that's never really been enforced. Yeah. So I was kind of reading about this the other day and I was thinking that there must be more to it than this because I feel so bad for this guy who's been with Corey? for... Well, on the for, face of
1: it, it seems rather unfair. Yeah, nearly so.
2: 40 years. Quick snap with Andy Peters, and there you go, your career's up the swatty. However, there was more to the story now, than Now, where this. did and you I,
1: find this out? Because I don't want to get sued.
2: Well, the, the first one was from The Sun, and the second one was in The Mirror, I think, the, the, the follow-up article. Um, and I don't know whether everybody's heard this. I don't know. I, I'm only reporting it now, not for gossipy, scandally reasons, really? but to give everybody the full Allegedly. picture. <laughs> In my head, at least. There may be even more to it than this. But um, he he's also been jailed for 15 months for fraud.
1: You can't be in Coronation Street and in prison at the same time. That's no. just the characters.
2: So this guy is uh, has been charged with 11 charges of fraud and possessing articles in connection with fraud. And this was back in 2012 this happened. This wasn't, you know, last week on the set that this happened. Um he's made eight applications for loans to the value of eight thousand pounds, credit cards in a fake name, with him spending five hundred pounds on it. So there's been um
0: there, there's more that to this than meets the eye.
2: So yeah, it, it could be one might um posit? Is that the right word? I know but that his um dismissal from from uh from Coronation Street could be partly related to that. But as wouldn't well.
1: you say we've we sacked him because he was in prison and he can't
2: I don't know. I don't understand these things. I don't have I people don't feel that like I'm qualified. responsible for the hiring and firing of. I don't feel like but, I'm
1: qualified to make any comments on this, which is why I wanted to avoid the story. But you decided that. I decided yeah.
2: it was worth talking about because it's not all sweetness and light of British Soap awards. Sometimes these um, these dodgy things go on. I hope we don't get in trouble for it. I'm sure we won't. We're just saying what, what we've read in, in, in the news this week. But um, anyway... If I was on Coronation Street, would I stop taking photographs on my mobile phone? Yes. I I might do for a little bit. I'll just do it really sneakily anyway. Um, Don't put them online. No, no, I don't think so. And and I think, um, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there, shall we? And move on to the next segment of the podcast. So what have we got for the feedback this week, Gemma?
1: Well, I'll tell you.
2: You tell me, you tell me.
1: We got an average feedback. No, average score. Oh god, from the Facebook group, (laughs) which is everybody votes for what they reckon, and then we add it all up and whatever. Michael does it. The average score on (laughs) Facebook. Was. We're flagging 4, th- everybody, we're flagging. 4.1! 4.1 4. 1 4. 1 out, 1 out,
2: out of 5 for last week's curry. That wow, was quite good, was Wow, very wasn't good,
1: it? very good result. Can you give me
2: some examples of like what people might have scored out, well, out of, please? I
1: think I remember reading that Jonathan gave it four and a half memories of rubbing liniment into Tyrone's back out of five. Yes, he did. And I remember Chad saying four and a half abandoned glasses of orange juice that Jenny had to drink. <laughs> and Richard definitely said four and a half... Dying Men's Anecdotes of Randy Pigeons with Bottles of Absinthe <laughs> at the Senate Tower.
2: Thank you, everybody, um, for voting. Which
1: I think was your favourite.
2: That that was, indeed, my favourite of the week. Thank you very much, for everybody, for voting Thank on that. Thank you there. for voting. So, um, Don't forget,
1: if you want to vote and have your score recorded for posterity for the rest of all time, um, you need to join our Facebook group. Not the Facebook page, the Facebook group.
2: No, there's a poll on there and you can just do it, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of Richard, he's our first um, emailer this week. We have (laughs) three emails for you this week, the first of which is Richard, who says, firstly, I would just like to say what a stellar period the show has been enjoying recently, what with Laura and Kelly and Imran, Toya and Abby storylines in particular. Millie Gibson and Kel Ellen have provided top-class acting as Kelly and Laura. I follow both actors on Instagram and the respect and love they have for each other is obvious. I listened to the bonus podcast episode this week about your trip to Manchester. It really is cool that you got to hang out with some of the cast and it is great how much the likes of Georgia Taylor and Charlie D'Amelio champion the podcast. It's quiet, isn't it? Quite nice. Quite lovely.
1: <laughs> we take what we get don't we yeah thank you very much
2: i particularly enjoyed hearing that you had met millie gibson and her real life mum oh. and how lovely they both are i hope mr and mrs gibson have plenty of shelf room as I, a home as i suspect there to be an array of awards sitting on it soon i know it will be referenced by others but devastated to hear of listener abby's passing oh yes this is really sad wasn't it yeah abby we're we were gonna
1: mention this um at the end but it's it's com- Yeah. A- um, very sad to hear that one of our um, funny, wonderful, brilliant listeners uh, sadly died earlier this year.
2: This was shocking. This came... Um, when did we find that? This, it was the weekend or so, was it? It was, was the yeah. Had, uh, had been doing some research about Abby who... I mean, she's, she's been listening to the podcast, or she had been listening to the podcast for many, many, many well, years. Well, she just and missed
1: she, her and wondered what was happening. She, and she'd written in thi- feedback
2: and everything. You know, the thing is about times,
1: it, when people stop... When people drop off, I think, okay, well, I've said something. (laughs) <laughs> they've offend- offended them or they're not watching the show so they're not listening to the podcast and I have podcasts that I really love but I sometimes don't listen to them for a long time so when I don't see somebody in the group I just assume that's what's happened but very sadly the worst thing that could have possibly have happened this is, happened this was and really really sad She was found so, out that she, was she had really died funny. earlier in the year she
2: was so funny on the group she was really funny she, she was a very so witty, very valued member of the community so insightful
1: and it's just really sad to, to have heard that, you know, it's too young. She's she's gone.
2: Yes. I, I yeah. So 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 sad to hear this.
1: We're so lucky to have, have such wonderful people.
2: Yes. Be part
1: of the community.
2: Yeah. So Richard just uh, as as did yeah. many. I them there was just a massive massive thread appeared on the Facebook group about it the yeah. weekend, didn't it? One but, of the um,
1: things that she wanted was for people to donate blood. Um, so if you are are able to. Um, please feel free to donate some blood in her honour in her name And um, the next time you do.
2: This also led to a very nice um, Zoom meeting between That's some Conversation right. Street listeners on Sunday as well didn't it? Um, so um, so Richard continues um, huge thanks to Morgan for organising a listener Zoom call, it was good to meet albeit virtually, other fans of the show and was hopefully a nice testimony to Abby as well. So yeah, um, uh, sorry we couldn't make it. That was lovely that, that you guys listen. all
1: Organised that and yeah, did
2: that. That's very, very nice. I think it was. wasn't. It, wasn't it for been Abby's birthday as well when they did that as well? I think maybe I can't remember. It's but, so um,
1: sad when that when it's you know it's not the the first time sadly and it won't be the last time. It's just horrible, but I hope that while we're around, we can all make each other laugh. That's yes. all I can really say.
2: Yeah. So we are. I think this episode has absolutely got cool to be dedicated to Abby, hasn't it? Yeah oh that's so sad I know Uh, I'm glad that we found out at least yeah that's the thing sometimes about the internet
1: is that you can you know sometimes people just go and find something else to do and you never really know yeah yeah. Um, but yeah it's uh, very sad we'll miss Abby
2: yes um, do you want to read Rebecca's email this week
1: I will read Rebecca's email she says sad to see Emma go although I was relieved to see her go with John in a taxi rather than her go on the run I'm also glad John forgave her although if he had found out there was no baby he might have changed his mind It's
2: like it seems like a world away since Emma emigrated last week wasn't it like anybody mentioned Emma this week no she's forgotten about already anyone, anyone worried about it's the like cops catching there. up with Faye no not really
1: no Like Gemma, I really hope there's nothing wrong with Faye. I don't want there to be another cancer storyline so soon after Sinead or even Laura. I also don't really want there to be a Faye and Craig baby. They can just push them to the sidelines now that Emma has left. I did laugh at Steve being the protective dad, though, and I loved Audrey being there to say goodbye. Also, with Fiona living in Australia and Emma having lived there, it might be a bit easier to get around the visa application, but not so easy as in a day (laughs) or a week. I also agree Emma could have left on Monday too if they wanted to have Laura's exit on the Friday. Speaking of Laura, how tragic was Kelly on Friday's episode? I know exactly how she was feeling and my heart broke for her. Millie and Kel both did a great job on Friday's episode. I also love the I'm going to be an orphan soon on Kelly's speech. I wonder if the posh guy will lure Kelly into sleeping with him to numb her pain. He seemed pretty interested in her. I also love Jenny drinking the two glasses of orange juice. Can Toya have Elsie, please? I love the Abbey and Toya scene and I, have revengeful Toya. I love revengeful Toya at the moment. I really hope we get to see Toya. Say goodbye to her, though.
2: We did. I just, it felt to me with the, the goodbye on Monday... elsie kind of got three goodbyes didn't she there was the the goodbye with toya last week when she was saying oh you're gonna go to your forever home i still love you and everything she had the goodbye with imran like was it last wednesday then she had another goodbye with toya on monday i kind of i think because there were the three of them it it didn't have the the final final goodbye this week didn't have the the same impact on me
1: yeah
2: but but anyway very well performed obviously but yeah. I, I felt that they didn't necessarily need all three. Do you think we'll see Elsie again? This is the thing. Or is she gone now?
1: It's difficult, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I don't see why I... she...
1: I th- think it'd be mean if they brought her back because I honestly think that kid's been messed around too much.
2: She totally has. But I, I don't think there can be a situation mm. where Toya ends up being the sole custodian of Elfie. I don't think that's no. right. But I would. I really would love to see her having a happy life with elsie because she was she she was absolutely exhausted with that kid wasn't she i think that would there's got to be some kind of happy ending for all of these characters that we like and and elsie with toya could be the way to go
1: um rebecca says i love sam having a crush although i thought he was going to win the chess competition i also loved having jude's brother as his opponent sam hiding behind the clipboard was too cute I'm thinking Fizz's doubt suggests that she doesn't think she deserves the big house. I did like Tyrone and Fizz's scenes, but Tyrone needs to prove that he deserves Fizz. Nice to see Evelyn back as well. Finally, I love petty Daisy, but I hope she isn't too petty, otherwise she will push Daniel into the arms of Nicky. She's right to be suspicious of Nicky, and I wonder if she'll find out she used to be a sex
2: worker. I was waiting for that to happen as a revelation tonight. That This, this 90 seconds uh, chat that they had in the back room with the Rovers, that could have been dragged out for a little bit longer. Nicky could have said something that would have made Daisy twitch or... You know, or does
1: Daisy know that she that's her history? No,
2: no, I don't think that she does. See,
1: I wonder whether Daisy might get jealous and find this out, and then drop her, her in the it school.
2: at school. Yeah, it still seems crazy to me that that they've taken on somebody with such a, a colorful past as as Nikki, shall we say? Um, Why is that? Well, it, I, I just think that if if the children found out about it,
1: yeah, what I'm just trying to tease out that... from you that because I don't want people to think that you're being judgmental or anything. There's definitely no, no, nothing no. About I, I, I think person that person to say that if they've done that in their past it immediately makes them incapable of doing the job. No, but she's not
2: incapable. It seems like no. a bit of a leap.
1: No, no, no. But what you're saying is it puts you in a compromising position Yeah. should the information come out. And lots of people are very close minded about that. And they certainly would kind of, I know that people would complain. Parents would definitely complain.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. You complain about everything. Yeah, definitely. Um the other thing that we didn't mention about that conversation earlier is Nikki telling um I don't think we mentioned it, Nikki telling Daisy, look, I'd not, not interested in, in Daniel. If I he was that. gonna did we if he was yeah. gonna cheat on you, then I wouldn't be interested in him, honestly, there's nothing to worry about.
1: Yeah. But that's the sort of thing I'd say if I was after someone's man. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca says character of the week was Kelly and I gave it four times Kelly was Virgin Mary in the nativity play giving another reason to be shown as an angel out of five (laughs)
2: Um, and finally thank you Rebecca thank you we have got um, Nancy's email who says what Emma's farewell episode was missing was more build-up to her final goodbye. I like the John and Emma scenes though, and uh, Ted's death seemed to be much ado about nothing. Yes, I agree. I would have loved to see like, with He's Jenny. Ted? Yeah, Ted. Dead, Ted, dead Ted. I loved seeing Audrey and Emma. Emma, not not Ted with the brain tumor, <laughs> wearing the, in the brain, was it frontal lobe. Oh, you remembered all this time later. I loved seeing Audrey and Gemma. Emma deserved a better goodbye episode, given her position in the McDonnell family and I hope there is nothing wrong with Faye. Laura dying without Kelly seeing her though was tragic. This was totally relatable as well. I felt for everyone in this story. Gary felt so bad that I thought he was gonna confess any minute. The acting was epic. Everyone was at the top of their game. I was crying along with them. It will definitely hit Kelly hard if she finds out that Gary killed Rick. The Toya and Leanne scenes were wonderful. I loved it when Leanne made some comments to Imran. Toya's confrontation with Abby was outstanding. It was great that Toya told Abby how she feels. I felt bad when Abby asked Imran later, what are you going to do? Toya could end up with Alfie, I think. I also think Toya should be allowed to adopt Elsie. Sam liking that girl he played chess with was sweet. David's line about Speed Dial has better food anyway was hilarious too. I love the scenes with Fizz and Tyrone. Phil and Fizz seem like a happy couple. If Tyrone wants Fizz back, he needs to make some grand gestures. Um, Yeah, that's another one that kind of dropped off this week, wasn't it? some of these stories
1: Tyrone just seems to have relegated himself to being judgmental in the garage about whatever Abby's up to at the moment yeah
2: he's never done anything wrong has he Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Daisy should listen to Jenny I look forward to some good scenes between Nikki and Daisy and Nancy gives this week's episodes four out of five loyal adorable puppies named John (laughs) character of the week is Kelly but she also loved Emma too Thank you very much. There we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Um, Thank you for everybody who voted on the poll. Thank you for everybody who wrote in. Thank you everyone who replied to a tweet or liked a tweet or retweeted a tweet or anything this week. Thank
1: you, everybody. Whatever
2: kind of interaction that you did with us this week. thank you for listening. Tar, very much. Can I also, I I want to say thank you to Cal Allen again for coming on the podcast this week. It was absolutely lovely speaking to her. She's a very, very nice person. She
1: is a very nice person. Right,
2: it had it had lovely little chats before, <laughs> after, and during the interview. Shame
1: she's dead.
2: It is a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does kind of put a dampener on things for her in coronation. Future but...
1: appearances.
2: Oh, well. Oh, well. She <laughs> um... did, she did, no, she put this on Instagram afterwards, so it's fine. One of the things that we talked about after the interview had finished was that time that I was on the, uh, the the Cory cast quiz team yeah and uh you just to
1: live and riding high on that for I, I you,
2: was I was on the Cory cast quiz team once yeah, everybody yeah. just just so on you know your CV. Maybe, and I thought I was yeah. talking to Kelly about this and she said that we absolutely if there's another Cory quiz and she's on it then she wants me back on the team again and she put that on Instagram too so it's official it's official
1: you've organized another cast officially. versus fans
2: curry quiz Woody Wade when I'm there well to help you win again
1: well, does that invitation extend to any quiz show any time at any point? Because we can take that at Christmas mm. when they do the Emadell the versus Coronation yeah, Street. I'll I'll yeah, hey, Jack come. P. Shepherd. I'm sorry, but it says here way, on get Cal Allen's me. Instagram I'm part of the team, so Yeah. Sorry, you're gonna have to get rid of Colson Smith. He can go.
2: Yeah. I'll He's, sit there. He doesn't do it. Colson's never done the Big Fat Quiz. Well, there's always somebody quiz.
1: different. No, it's always something different, isn't oh, yeah. it? It's always Jack P. Shepherd. So this
2: year on the Corrie team on yeah. the Big Fat Quiz, it's gonna be Jack, me, and you.
1: No, I'm not doing it. I don't the only thing I know about is the said Titanic. Good at the quiz. <laughs> That's not normally relevant, is it?
2: Right, I think we're done. Right, listen. It's late on Friday let... night. We gotta go home to Southampton yeah, shut tomorrow. Up. Thank
1: you everybody for listening. yes We really appreciate all of you. We miss Abby and we're very sad, but we're happy for the time that we had with her, and we're also happy that you joined us this week. So look after yourselves, and you um, make sure that you eat breakfast at a reasonable hour and have fruit. I, and if you if you struggle to, to, to eat that. an apple because it's boring, cut it into slices because it seems more fun. Do you want
2: to uh, do you want to tell people how they may get in touch with us or oh, well, us? Oh, I thought you were
1: going to say where you can get apples from. No. You can get them from trees. Or the supermarket. Or sometimes they sell them in Pret.
2: I went to the Apple shop and I couldn't find any there. It was just confusing.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. iTunes reviews, Instagram. It all feels very trivial, doesn't it? Spotify, yeah, anyway. Facebook, YouTube, Patreon. I think you know by now.
2: Well, I if you've so. listened this far, I think you know what, then, you're, what you're about. Yes.
1: Look so, after yourselves, everybody,
2: we're and going have to a go. nice day. See you, ta Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>